0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the following
0: contest scheduled for one fall. Finally,
2: The Rock has come back to SmackDown. Welcome to Raw is Jericho.
1: Hold one, Andre.
2: But you are only half the man that I am! All two are Mars! And I have half the brain to you do! I am Rick Flair, the President of the United States! I am not a nugget!
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tunney, I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the americas and i am joined once again for the 100th time by the man the myth the legend the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him it doth be dpp
4: P- or inebriator in this era of the century 100 episodes pc tunny it's finally happened
3: Yes, we're here. We're putting the finishing touches right now on the hundredth episode DPP. It uh, was that?
4: It was quite the quite the road here. The the one hundredth episode span days.
3: Yeah, we had. Uh, well, we had a big idea. Well, I had a big you idea. You had a big idea, <laughs> and, and luckily you. Uh, you I agreed you on this willing, undertaking. You were, <laughs> yes, you were willing to put in the effort, and, time, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners will too, and not and hey, i it was not that it was difficult but it took some time to book all this too for us so and, and get um, everything
4: organized and make sure we didn't overlap anybody either that was that's uh that's no easy task either
3: <laughs> yeah and if if you've been on the twitter feed you you know i i have been sick i am still uh not 100% i think i'm in the upper 80 percentile right now about 80, 80 89% which is way better than anybody else's 100% you know so well, that's the that's our whatever commissioner that means. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still full of shit even though I'm sick. So <laughs> we're all full of shit. That's today. The big show sheet reads as such. It reads as a list of guests, folks. Eleven of them here. Woo! On the 100th episode, uh we're going to kick things off with. Christopher Platt from the Wrestling Happy Hour. He was indeed at WrestleMania this year, so we'll hear about that. Followed by none other than Greg Demarco from ProWrestling.biz. Always a always a fun time with Greg Demarco. Uh, I believe so he had uh, I, I believe he had another crack at Braun Strowman's favorites. Did he? He not? did. He he got he got the shot
4: at the 100th episode of Braun Strowman's favorites, and we'll uh, you know we'll let you guys listen in to what Braun Strowman's favorites was this time around.
3: And followed that with uh, none other than 540 ESPN Radio here in Milwaukee's own Gabe Neitzel. Um, always fun to talk to Gabe. He has uh, he always has a very good, knowledgeable uh, wrestling insight.
4: He's always fun, and got to uh, talk to him a little bit about his his show. And you were, you were vying for uh, who the greatest wrestler was,
3: so we can let the folks listen in on that. That's right. That's right. And after that, we have the godfather of Bruce City Wrestling, Frankie the Thumper DeFalco, back with some old-school wrestling stories. There's a, there's a no-show in Vegas, and then a, a, a tale of Marty Gennetti.
4: <laughs> Party, Hardy Marty.
3: <laughs> then we're going to follow that up with Aesop Mitchell, Tyler Sunday, and the Beer City Bruiser, all three of them, on the ring apron, talking to us live from the Thumpers Den Wrestling Academy, DPP. Right after a,
4: a, must have been a hell of a workout that the Bruiser, I'm sure, put him through. And it was kind of cool to to get them live. Uh, I know the folks won't get to see it, but we got to see them on Skype there live, sitting on the ring apron, talking wrestling. It's
3: just, it's kind of cool. So, we would follow that up with the commissioner of Bruce City Wrestling, JP, who had his own story from back in the day. Uh, about one, uh, what, uh, the Dungeon Master, Kevin Sullivan? That's,
4: that's right, a little a scary story, you might say, from JP. The first time we and, got to have two commissioners on this show. Well, not the first time. JP's been on before, but...
3: We, we let you know about it. Yeah, the, yeah. Too, I, I knew so. where
4: I stood at uh, after that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and we finish it off with Dave Gator from Attitude of Aggression and... Mike Klinko from wrestling express these three guys, I mean, Dave and old Gator and Mike Klinko. We had a blast. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, what a hell of a way to end the
4: hundredth episode. Those, (laughs) those three are just always a riot every
3: time. So that's the rundown folks. Uh, DPP. We'll be, we'll be back uh, to say some thank yous and give some uh, future information for the podcast. After you listen to us, talk to those 11 guests.
4: I think there's one thing we need to do before that, and that's.
5: Ring the bell! Before
1: we start, Milwaukee, I need to know
2: Are you ready? I'm the greatest!
3: Joining us now from the Wrestling Happy Hour, the one, the only, Christopher Platt. Great to talk to you again, sir. You were down at WrestleMania, and uh, we can't wait to talk about that. But how the hell have you been, my friend?
6: Man, I can't complain because who would listen? So <laughs> First wait, to be...
4: I'm a listener. I'm a, I'm a good listener, I've been told.
6: I appreciate that, man, and you should carry that with you, man. You can get a lot of buns in that particular category, man, so you can go with that, man. Run with that. Right, I've, hey, got man. A,
4: I've got He's a pair. I'm needy, though, too. That's true. I'm needy <laughs> and I'm selfish, so it's hard. <laughs> it's a bad combination. <laughs>
6: well, so are they, so you'll get along very well.
3: There hey. <laughs> you go. All right. Hey, Before thanks for coming it. on. Hey, no,
6: I'm man, thanks for having me, Right? Like, OK. That, 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 nice, ladies and gentlemen. They, I'm just here again for the affirmative action, just so they can say, oh, man. hey, man, what's all this White guy's here, man. Can we get a little bit of color? So <laughs> my time is done. So <laughs> oh, man. allow uh, me black power. Always, I'll take it
4: easy. Always... <laughs> <laughs> all
6: all
3: right, Chris Pratt, ladies and DPP, gentlemen.
6: DBP, <laughs> I think that's
3: uh,
7: been enough time. Our stream <laughs> should be valid now.
4: You always have to have color in a wrestling
3: match. <laughs> <laughs> Tell WWE. <that. laughs> oh man, we're hoping that uh, at the Bad Blood pay-per-view that they would actually maybe come back with the first blood match, find a sponsor that wouldn't mind sponsoring that event, so that they could actually, you know, have some intentional blood.
6: Right. It's it's weird, man, because you know I grew up watching wrestling and you know you watch those old rick flair matches and even some of hogan's matches and uh, the cage matches and the war games and this and that and blood was just kind of par for the course but you know as i've got a little older and now I-, I watch it with my lady sometimes that blood sometimes it's a little much man i you know there's certain feuds that do call for blood and you know what they say red equals green so i get all of that but i'm I'm cool with people bleeding like stuffed pigs every match, man. Like I'm, I'm cool without that. I, I, I think we can, we can do that. Now that being said, if it's a hell in a cell or a street fight or something like that, you kind of do need some blood. But we, we don't need it like they used to have it back in the day. Like we don't need blood in every match.
4: Yeah, there's definitely a time and place for it. I, I, I remember one a long time ago too. Uh, Brutus Beefcake and Outlaw Ron Bass. And Outlaw Ron Bass took the spur to Beefcake's head. And they had the they had to put an X on the screen. I remember that so vividly because I was like so young and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is happening? Oh my god, he's bleeding. This is the worst. And then I go through just the nineties and every match is like, oh, he's bleeding, who gives a
3: shit, you know? <laughs> just just proof that we can't really pick and choose the things we remember, because why the fuck would you want I, to remember that? <laughs> I think it's
4: because I had my old wrestling tapes on VHS and I just watch them over and over again, and that just happened to be one of the wrestling superstars from Saturday night that I had. <laughs> Well,
6: we're using the term superstar very loosely, I see. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Like, would Beefcake have had a job if he wasn't blowing Hogan, like, a little? Oh, boy. I'm, oh, I'm boy. not saying, I'm just saying. Oh, boy. You got the bell rung. There Hey you man.
3: Go. All right, that hey, means man. we're moving on here. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. You did the magic words to go to the next topic. <laughs> Beefcake blowing Hogan. That's just next topic. That's a transition Allegedly, right there. Yeah. Legend, yes, we got to we got to throw that in for legal purposes.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> All right. As I teased earlier, uh, Mr. Platt, you were indeed live and in person at WrestleMania. I, I believe we tweeted a couple times back and forth, and uh, just give us the overall experience and uh, tell us, you know, some great stories here
6: mania is always a good time man and for anybody that has not went to mania and you call yourself a mark you got to make it to at least one like the experience i I can't even really put it into words man i i don't want to sound blasphemous but it's almost like a religious experience it's almost like going to mecca or going to jerusalem you know what i mean like it's a a religious experience because you're surrounded with you know hundreds of thousands of wrestling marks and there's no pretense. There's none of that. We all are here to watch fake fighting, and we understand that. And we're just all here to have a good time, and it's just all love, man. The vibe is great, and it, it, it's just a beautiful thing, man. Uh, but shout out to the Hardys, by the way. We ran into them Friday night prior to them making their debut or their return, rather, on Sunday. And uh, we actually have a good picture of them, my girlfriend and I. We we have a good picture with the Hardys. So they didn't and hide also, very well, huh? what you say
4: So they didn't hide very well if you saw him before the Well event? they were
6: down there for Ring of Honor already Yeah, anyway. yeah, they had a Ring of, Ring of Honor Oh, that was on in Saturday Orlando, that's right. Where they, where they dropped the belts and then they were at WrestleCon on Friday, which is where I saw him because we were we were hanging out at the WrestleCon hotel just drinking and shooting the shit and you know the, the the best place to be during Mania weekend is the WrestleCon hotel because you'll just be sitting there drinking beers and all of a sudden, oh shit, there goes Telly Blanchard. As, as a matter right. of fact, Tully Blanchard was actually having drinks, like, right behind us. We were at the bar, and he had the table right behind us. So it was Tully Blanchard. And then at, at one particular point in time, uh, Kevin Sullivan went over there and, and was talking to him and, and chopping it up. And they were drinking wine and trying to look classy and whatnot. It was kind of cool, <laughs> man. Like, I'm standing right next to, um, uh, what's the guy's name, Rich Swan. Real short guy, like real tiny guy. I didn't expect him to be as small as he was. I'm sizing him up like, oh, shit, I could probably take you.
2: But anyway, back back
6: to the Hardys. We ran into the Hardys. Like, I had seen Jeff early in the day, and I went up to him, and, you know, I dapped him up and this and that. And we saw him later on that evening, and I went up to him. I was like, "Hey, man, you mind?" I always throw my girl out there because she's hot, and it's kind of hard to say no. And I look like less of a mark with a hot chick with me, so I always throw her out there in front, so I look like less of a mark. So I say, "Hey, Smart man, man. You mind my girl." Yeah, you might my girlfriend and I get a picture. And, you know, they gave us a picture, and they were really cool. And as we were leaving, because the rumors were already starting to start, circulate down there anyway that they were going to show up. So as we're leaving, I'm like, hey, man, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Dap them up. See you Monday or see you Sunday. And, you know, uh, Matt totally no-sold it. And then Jeff said, oh, I wish. <laughs> and, and then, lo and behold, you know, here they are Sunday at WrestleMania, the, the biggest pop of the evening, as a, as a matter of fact.
3: Without a doubt. Yeah, that's how it came across on TV, too. I mean, that was, uh, you know, even though, like, I, I wanted to believe it was going to happen and, like, I I would say beforehand on shows that I think the Hardys are coming out for sure, I didn't really think for sure that they were coming out. So when they did, yeah, I mean, I I unreclined the recliner and sat at the edge of my seat and watched that part of the show. <laughs>
6: yeah and that's how it is man because you know like i said this was our third consecutive mania and every time you go down there for mania and you're there for the weekend you you hear all types of rumors man coming from all over so obviously like i said we had heard that rumor but again you don't know until the actual show hits and yeah like i said that was the biggest pop of the night man when they came out it was incredible and and shout out to the new day as well because they played it well also because they came out in their wrestling gear so you're yeah. thinking they're just going to insert themselves into the match, right?
3: That was good. That was classic. I mean, the wrestling gear in itself told you, well... And then when they stepped yeah. aside, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, had was... they had me me hooked.
6: Yeah, and when that music hit, man, the place went apeshit bonkers, man. We all did. I, like, I lost my voice over the weekend because I was yelling and, and just having a good time, man. Now, I do have to say this, though. the The best match that I saw that weekend actually was not on any of the cards. Like, we went to NXT, and that was cool. And then, obviously, we went to Mania. But the best match I saw the whole weekend was Saturday night outside of a bar in downtown Orlando. There were two guys going at it. One guy had his shirt off. The other guy had a plain white T-shirt. And it wasn't – they were – I mean, they were working. Like, it wasn't a shoot fight. Like, they were really working. Like, they were suplexing each other and, and stomping each other. At one point in time, one guy had the other guy in the ankle lock, and I'm, I'm crowded around, and I'm yelling, tap. I get a tap, tap, tap chat going, and <laughs> one guy put him in the sharpshooter, and, like, they were really going at it, man, going back and forth wrestling. That was the best match I saw all weekend. And then some <laughs> ladies jumped in as well, and they got into the act, and they were, you know what I mean? It was a mixed tag for a minute. And then I saw my opportunity. One of the guys was laying on the ground, so I saw my opportunity, and I wanted to get my WrestleMania moment. So I hop over the guy, and I'm proceeding to do the people's elbow. So I got a bracelet on, and I take my bracelet off and throw it in the crowd. <laughs> and I, you know, I do the, I do the symbols, and then the dude hit me in the nuts and rolled me up in the schoolboy and pinned me. So I, I did the die WrestleMania weekend.
3: <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, you know, next time you got you gotta get a better contract. You gotta be in charge of your own creative.
6: Well, you gotta pay your dues, man. So I topped well, out this mania. So next year in
3: New Orleans, I'm going over. You say you gotta you gotta
4: t- you gotta teach that guy that it's better to do the favors than to be the one to get the pinfall. You know?
6: Well, there's a lot of into window in that in that particular statement, man. So I don't really know how to take that, man. I mean, it's bad enough the dude hit me in the nuts. Like <laughs> then he schoolboyed me, but yeah, you know, whatever.
3: Well, if you're in a bar parking lot WrestleMania weekend next year down in New Orleans, watch out—you may get rolled up by one Christopher Platt for the one-two-three. That's right.
6: Oh no, we just—I'm just gonna turn you around and either RKO you or Stone Cold stun you, depending <laughs> on you know the the mood. That's how it's gonna go.
3: There you go. That's how it's. Gonna go. I don't believe you. You can't be giving it away now.
6: <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, they won't remember. Man, they won't That's see year it coming, in advance, man.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Christopher Platt out of, no- out of nowhere. <laughs> So, you went down there with the girl. What did she enjoy the most?
6: She enjoyed the Hardys as well, man. Um, Because on the Wrestling Happy Hour, I have been touting Broken Matt Hardy for the longest, man. I I love that character i love that they were able to reinvent themselves after being in the business for so long and it's just a, it, it was the most entertaining part of professional wrestling outside of shinsuke nakamura so she popped hard she popped as hard for the Hardys as i did so we were both sitting up there standing on top of the bleachers in in camping field grounds or whatever the hell they call it and you know she popped just as hard for the hardies as i did so she got into that obviously as a lady she enjoyed the uh the cena nikki bella ms marie storyline as well
3: Oh yeah, what would you think of the engagement thing? Did uh-huh, she look yeah. at you like this is corny, or did she look at you like?
6: <laughs> it, it, what you uh, think, man? Is a pig's pussy pork? What you think she did, man? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Come
2: on, man. laughs> <Like, laughs>
6: like, what you think happened during that segment, man? <laughs> uh,
8: that's John, a really.
3: That's a really big ring, Chris. <laughs> John Cena
6: did me no favors, Jack. I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, so she was into that. And she's a Total Divas fan as well, so she was familiar nice. with that storyline. And yeah, it was a cool moment for what it was, but uh yeah, John Cena didn't do me any favors.
4: What was it like uh to see to be in the arena when Kurt Angle came out? And they're doing the whole You Suck chance and everything. I mean, how public of a pop was that?
6: You know what? It was a huge pop, but I, I took that time to actually go take a piss, grab a beer, and get a smoke. So I wasn't even in there. I was outside, but I could ah. hear the You Suck chants, and the crowd was going you nice. know, cat, cat shit crazy for Kurt Angle, of course, because it's, it's just good to have him back. But I was outside of the arena at that time. That was my time. I went to go you know, do what I had to do.
3: All right, quickly. We need one crazy. You know, hardcore was down there, so we need one crazy <laughs> hardcore story. <laughs>
6: oh man, I'm gonna get buried for this, man. It's actually not a hard. Well, you don't
3: have to bury yourself, okay? You can give us a. Oh no, go ahead, bury yourself. <laughs> right. no,
6: I, no, I'm never gonna bury myself. Are you kidding me? But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get heat for this. This is what I should have said. So All it, right. was, it actually was the hardcore story, man. I got to give hardcore his props. He was actually the most well-behaved out of the crew so i, I yeah wow. it surprised me too like yeah
3: <laughs> i seen a lot of i seen a lot of nice pictures on the twitter feed with him down there and his nwo tattoo
6: <laughs> yeah we're gonna skip that one but okay know. <laughs> yeah yeah shout out to jack hannah though i will say that we we actually <laughs> met jack hannah he was a really cool guy and he was in gimmick like he was just sitting down randomly having some food and he was in gimmick he was there in town for some some deal he was doing with SeaWorld, but he was there in gift. If you guys told Jack Hanna, like, he looked like Jack Hanna. Like, who
2: you seen on the
6: Tonight Show and the little TV show? He looked just like that.
4: That's pretty funny.
3: <laughs> I know he's not on Seinfeld. I know he wasn't the animal guy on Seinfeld when George had the squirrel, but I just always love the line, get-, get him out of here.
6: Hawks eat squirrels, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> But real quick a, a real quick mania story man and it doesn't involve hardcore it actually involves one of their crew shout out to opie man he's a, he's a good dude but uh we were at wale mania and everybody kind of went it you know after wale mania everybody kind of went in their own directions and, and went and found their own adventures i was safe because i was with my lady so she made sure i didn't get into too much debauchery so shout out for bringing sand to the beach it really does work out in the end i'm not gonna <laughs> lie but um so opie i, I catch back up with them you know next morning and somehow, Opie wakes up on a park bench at 6 o'clock in the morning with no wallet, no, ja- no suit coat, because he came in the wallet with a suit coat. No suit coat, no wallet, no identification, none of that. And he's waking up on a, literally on a park bench with, with with swollen knuckles and has no recollection, and no idea of how he ended up there. And shout out to Miguel, because Miguel was just some random-ass dude that he happened to run into that gave him a couple of dollars and a ride home just because he felt bad for him. (laughs) Oh, my
3: God. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. (laughs) Well.
3: I got a whole bunch of questions about that story for you, but I don't think we want to talk about it. I don't, we podcast. probably
4: don't have any answers. So that's the problem.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, so does Obi. He's got a whole <laughs> lot of questions about
6: that, too. Uh, okay,
3: okay, okay,
6: okay. So uh, we don't know what the fuck happened is basically dude, what he uh, said. Shout out to Obi, man. That's my dude, man. I'm just picking with you, baby. It's all up.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Hey, don't let, don't let somebody else watch you drink. That shit can happen in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey, man. Well... Real quick, let's get your thoughts on the shake-up here. Have, have you have you seen the results and what happened in the last couple of days?
6: Yeah, Raw is loaded. That's that. I mean, and this is pretty much how this goes, man. SmackDown gets the talent over, and then Raw raids the cupboard. So Raw is is loaded right now, man. And you know, I I expected the New Day to switch to SmackDown because the tag team division is loaded now with the Hardys coming in and the Revival getting the call up. Uh, Anderson and gallows they're starting to kind of come into their own, and and Enzo and Kaz haven't even had their run yet, and you know that's got to be coming. So I. Mm. I ex- you know smackdown or i expected rather the new day to, to move over to smackdown and um at this point man we'll, we'll just kind of see what happens man i'm glad i'm glad aj stayed on smackdown i'm excited that shinsuke is called up and if it was me i would keep shinsuke and aj at the opposite ends of the spectrum until wrestlemania but i don't know if they're gonna have the the patience to do that so that remains to be seen but coming out of mania and on the heels of the shake-up man i'm I'm a lot more excited about wwe as a whole than i have been in a long time i was yeah uh, it's hard it's hard to disagree
8: with that i was
4: kind of hoping they'd move sheamus and cesaro over to smackdown instead and because I think they're good as a tag team, but then when they split them up, they'd be really good on singles. On SmackDown, I think they'd have a better chance of getting over on SmackDown than they would on Raw. But, eh, we'll see. We'll see how they go.
6: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, man. But we'll see what happens, man. I, You know, they're, they're actually starting to get over now, and they're starting to gel as a team. And they're starting they to have look matching,
2: more...
6: They have matching <laughs> outfits? Maybe that's what it is, man. Just the fact that they have matching outfits now, and I'm and I'm marking out about that. That might just be what it is.
3: <laughs> I, I, I mean, they're wearing matching kilts. I can call them outfits, right? They just need <laughs> They just
4: need to figure out how to take them off when they're when they're doing their bit. Though they can never <laughs> figure out where the fucking Velcro is or whatever. <laughs> It's funny though, man, because
6: when Cesaro comes out, he first of all, he comes out in that too big suit, so he looked like he's going to a high school homecoming, and then he strips it off, and he looks like he's about to play beach volleyball in a 90s movie, so. I mean...
3: <laughs> oh, man, uh, that is great. I love that analogy. That
6: was awesome. Yeah, so they do bring things Bring the bell. Him and... <laughs> they do things weird over in Sweden, I guess, or in Switzerland, him rather. So, whatever. Him and Goose They're are going to go 90s. dominate
4: Iceman on the volleyball court.
6: <laughs> right oh. exactly in, <laughs> in in jeans in jeans. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> or what's the one do y'all remember the movie oh shit with uh, C. Thomas Howe what was the name Side Out do y'all remember that one uh, I never oh. saw that one alright fair
4: enough I'm what glad I haven't
3: know? I think
6: <laughs> it's entertaining man for what it was it, you know cheesy 90's movie
3: yeah man. Sounds, sounds about right yeah, well, great. Mr. Mister Platt, thank you for coming on the show again. We appreciate you always being a great guest. You're always there for us when we uh, need you. And, uh, man, uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again very soon.
6: Hey, man, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it, man. Congratulations on your 100th episode. That's a hell of a milestone. And you guys just keep getting better and better. Uh, before I get out of here also, man, I have to send a, a special shout-out and condolences and RIP to Benji, Uh, he was a friend that's one of the reasons hardcore couldn't make it this evening he was a friend of both hardcore and big john uh he tragically passed away this week and they're still kind of reeling from that so i had to send r.i.p to benji and my condolences to his family and friends
3: yeah well all the best to uh to everybody there in that situation there too from from all of us over here
6: appreciate it man and it's always a pleasure man. I'm I'm ready willing and able whenever you guys need me man. I, it's always a blast hanging out with you guys and again congratulations on hitting the 100th milestone. That's a big deal especially in wrestling podcast world and cheers to 100 more.
3: Thank you Mr. Platt. We appreciate it and uh we thank you for the kind words and uh we we feel the same about you brother. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it man. Black Power. Oh boy. <laughs>
1: Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change.
3: All right, we are joined by Greg DeMarco from ProWrestling.biz. Greg, thanks for coming back on the show again. We appreciate it. How the hell have you been, my friend?
9: Oh, amazing. I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you having me back on. Always good to come on, have some fun, talk about some wrestling, Um, maybe make a Braun Strowman joke at the end or have to guess some question about Braun Strowman or Ah, pop culture. That, 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 that's a that possibility. I was proud last time because I got it right. And now I'm <laughs> like, if you do it again, I might get it wrong. No, I'm gonna and have I'll to, be like, edit that out. Maybe We'll have to we'll give ring the bell one. right
3: now for the last time he got it right. <laughs> that's right. In case he doesn't get it right that's this
9: right. time. So. <laughs> yeah, last time it was it was the wrath of Khan. However, of course, it was said in the voice of Braun Strowman. That's right. Indeed. Indeed, he remembers. Wow. Excellent. Of Braun Strow- DPP I or Braun, Braun Strowman favorites are had- catching on. I don't know what I had for breakfast this morning, but I remember what the question was about <laughs> Braun Strowman last time I was on your show.
3: Look at Greg DeMarco coming on and putting on putting over our segment. Right, Braun it's a, Strowman's it's a
4: worldwide phenomenon, Braun Strowman's favorites. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, we're doing a lightning round with all of our favorite guests from all of our past episodes, everybody we've loved having on the show, all of our good friends. So, Greg, your one topic today. You want to talk about the uh, the Undertaker and Roman Reigns' angle, so lay it on me. Lay your take on me for Roman Reigns here.
9: Well, the thing that I love, so much, I mean, everyone is going just, just apeshit over, you know, every, whatever it is about this match. First of all, it most definitely should have been last before the Undertaker retired because of the polarizing nature of the match because everyone loves the Undertaker. Even though people will bitch up and down about part-timers and... You know, people who shouldn't be there and, and folks taking spots from other folks. Like why we have, you know, Dolph Ziggler stuck in a battle royal with Sami Zayn, but we got all these other part-timers on the card. Yet no one bitches about The Undertaker because he's The Undertaker and he is the wrestling business in so many ways. And he is WrestleMania. And and him against Roman Reigns, I mean, this was the perfect match. And I don't buy into all the stuff about different opponents and this and that whatever. I think Roman was the right call from the jump because... People already love to hate the guy, or love the guy, depending on who you talk to, and yet you put him in there with pretty much the most beloved in-ring performer, and it's just a recipe for something amazing. That's exactly what you got. Like, this put over Roman Reigns in such a huge way. Winning the match. The opening to Raw, I mean, we haven't seen anything like that on the Raw After Mania since the Attitude Era. Like, Roman just standing there, getting shit thrown at him, figuratively, and, and loving the taste... And then just saying it's my yard now and leaving. I mean, that was fantastic. And we'll see what they do and follow up after the whole, you know, ambulance tipping incident of 2017. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, Rome was in a good good way now. And, and The Undertaker retiring is awesome. By the way, go back and watch the YouTube videos of Raw. I shouldn't talk about this, but I will. The YouTube <laughs> video of Raw and Braun Strowman, because I shouldn't expose the business, but I'm going to. Braun Strowman tipping over the ambulance. And if oh, you it's watch, horrible. Normal. While Braun is struggling with the ambulance, look in the lower right-hand corner, and you will see the shadow of Roman Reigns exiting the ambulance and running around behind it. <laughs> because I'm watching it, I'm watching it, I'm like, wait a minute, when's Roman getting out of the ambulance? And then I look, and I see this little shadow moving around on the ground. And I mean, it's, you know, how do you avoid that? And it's a little well, thing. Right, there's I'm only, the yeah, there's only so, so much you can do. People don't see it.
3: Even, for, it- even
9: worse was when the ambulance
3: got past the point of no return and it didn't fucking go down like a big weight. It just kind of gradually went down. And left, one so was
9: setting it down. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and you could tell there was something going on on the other side, especially yeah. with the weird camera cut. Like, I mean, it's a stunt. I mean, it's TV. It's TV, right, right. It's special effect. There's but <laughs> it's, 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 you know. And Strowman used to do that shit, We know. But it's just, you know. It, it's funny. I, I I watched Braun Strowman tip over an ambulance, and I'm like, you backed away from The Undertaker of Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't understand. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's go back to uh, to uh, Monday night, though, when he came out and was getting booed. He actually came out and said afterwards, I don't know what interview it was in or something, he's like, I could have stood out there for 15 more minutes and just tried to put the mic up to my mouth and pour it back oh, yeah. down.
9: Those fans, those fans have would, have, so. oh, would have been the best 20-minute segment ever. Yeah. But way better than Triple H talking for twenty minutes,
2: back Man. when they used to do that every week.
9: <laughs> and and Roman Reigns is and if you think about it, you know there's only a few people that have main evented three WrestleManias, and I know they published it, and I can't remember who all it was. I don't know how many have done three in a row, which he has now done. He's main evented three WrestleManias in a row, one, two of them, and, and and he's he's the star of the generation, love it or not, and and I personally do because of the reaction he's getting. He's the star. He's already, you know, people say he's being pushed down our throats as the biggest face in the company. Yet here he is, the biggest heel in the company. And Triple H himself said in an interview, it's perfect. Like, why change anything? Everyone says, turn him heel. He already is. There's no reason to. It's it's fantastic. You turn him heel, then you don't get the kids and the women buying all of this stuff. I mean, there's no reason to change his alignment. He's, he's John Cena. He's the John Cena of this generation. And, and, and I read an article recently. Um, And I I tweeted it, and I got to go back, or I I might have shared it on Facebook. I got to go back and find it. But it was a a casual fan watching, and she talked about how much she loved Charlotte and Roman Reigns. And she basically said, I think think it was a she, that, you know, Roman Reigns might go down as the biggest star in the history of the business someday. So it's just such an interesting perspective, and we're in it now. You know, we'll, we'll have a different opinion 10 years from now, just like we do now with John Cena. Well, we're in it now. 10 years ago, we fucking hated John Cena. Now everybody likes John Cena. So it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all of this down the road
3: the one thing you can't say about roman though is he he does go into the ring and, and produce
9: a very good wrestling match though he
3: goes out there and works
9: oh yeah i mean he goes out there and works his ass off and it's amazing how many people in the business talk about how he's an amazing performer yet all the smart marks out there talk about how much he sucks and, and if you tell me <laughs> Rowan ring sucks, like, there goes all your credibility out the window because you don't have to like him. You could say you don't like his character or you're not interested in what he's doing. But if you say he sucks, you don't know what you're talking about. Like I've never been in a ring, but I've been in and around them enough to know what's good work and what's not good work. And, and I've been in locker rooms and, and put on shows and I know what's good and what's not from that perspective. And Roman Reigns puts on a good fucking match, and the crowd is always invested in what he's doing.
4: Well, so what do you think is going to happen here next? I mean, with with Roman Reigns, because they got obviously he's finishing this feud with Braun Strowman. Whether or not they move Strowman or, or Reigns to SmackDown, I guess we'll find out, you know, a little later here. But you know, the idea I think is to have Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar wrestle a match, and eventually, uh, you know. Black is going to lose the title to Roman Reigns, whether it be at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, if it's that far down the line. So right. what do you what do you do in the meantime with this guy?
9: It's interesting because I'm not 100% sure where you are next. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's going to be Roman and on at, at Payback. That just makes sense. Um, if you think about Roman Reigns, in the past two weeks of Raw have been a, a very, you know, a, a segment where he was getting booed and then said it's his yard now. And then a backstage interview, like, he hasn't been in front of the people that much. Um, So it's interesting to see what they do next. I can't imagine him losing to Braun Strowman. Like, that just wouldn't make sense to me. But it might help Braun, so who knows. Um, With the shakeup and everything that went down, I I don't – it's funny. I look at the roster right now, and I'm not 100% sure what you can do with Roman Reigns. They might go the shield angle again if if, if Rollins stays on Raw like we expect – Based on yesterday's segment, I can't see them moving Reigns off of Raw. although you know, I remember when when Cena got moved to SmackDown. So, I think all three members of the Shield are going to stay on Raw, and I think that probably happens at SummerSlam. Um, and then I think it's all about Reigns and Lesnar. Whether it's it's a multi-match thing, because I can't see them keeping the belt on Lesnar through WrestleMania unless he's going to wrestle more. I just, you know, it just doesn't seem like a good use of Brock Lesnar or that championship to me. Um, everyone expects Owens to move over, so I don't see them having a feud with Kevin Owens. I, I don't know. I kind of have to wait till after to see how things shake out after payback, because I think we know what's going to happen through payback. We don't know what's going to happen after that. As a look at the roster, I'm not sure who to use.
3: Yeah, that's a great point.
9: I mean, well, the Undertaker know- has become such this mystique, and last year it was Shane McMahon, you know, and, and – and the year before that, it was Bray Wyatt who's tied up. And then, of course, Brock Lesnar. You beat The Undertaker, and it's it's really hard to not go downhill from there. And and so I'm not sure what, what? they do with Roman Reigns. I hope this whole ambulance tipping thing wasn't a way to write him off TV for a while, because that doesn't seem to make sense either. He's hot right now. He's, he's the most polarizing guy in the company. He's leading your merchandise sales. You can't write him off TV. So I don't want to see him feud with anyone like Triple H. I don't want to see him do SmackDown, so I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do next. It's, it's, it's very important what they do with Roman Reigns next, and they can't fuck it up, but it's going to be interesting to see what route they go after he does what everyone assumes and dispatches of Braun Strowman. All right, you know, when you uh, <laughs> when you piss off Chris Jericho, you make the
3: list, but when you come on the DWI podcast and you bring up Braun Strowman, you get a Braun Strowman's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Braun Strowman's favorites for Mr. Greg DeMarco here today?
4: Oh, we've got plenty. I think we've added 15 more to the list over the weekend, so we got a lot oh of my. Braun Strowman's favorites here. <laughs> DPP here. Crack,
3: clacks, cracks open a 12-pack of beer, and he gives it 15 more and, Braun Strowman's favorites. Yeah,
4: they so just start rolling in. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What should we give him? Oh, how about what is Braun Strowman's favorite? Drawing utensil. Ooh.
9: Favorite for drawing utensil?
4: Yeah, so does he? What does he like to draw with? What
9: does he like oh. to draw with? Shit. Hang on. Let me. Uh, <laughs> I got it. It'd be easy. I know.
4: <laughs> I gotta give you. Well, you, you got, got the. Okay, you got it. your got first it. one right. Okay. So I gotta give you a tough one. A little bit tougher one, I think, for this round.
9: Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um. What would you like to draw
3: with? Let
5: me. Can I give oh, him shit, a clue? I'm a blank. Like... I'll give you a clue.
3: Give me a clue. I'll give, you, I'll okay. give me a clue. Um, the older you get, as long as the clue, as
9: long as the clue is not, as long as the clue is not it rhymes with Braun, because I already it it know, no, 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 uh, The
3: the older okay. you get, the less likely you are to draw with this.
9: Older, okay. Oh, so you're pronouncing it that way? Okay. All right. All right. No, I get it. I get it. So, <laughs> so ask me the question again. <laughs> what,
4: what is what is Braun Strowman's favorite drawing utensil?
9: Ron Strowe's favorite utensil, drawing utensil is a crayon. <laughs> Hell yeah, two for two. Yeah, it took, took a little bit, it's like uh, one and a half, but I'll, I'll take it. It counts. But you it notice counts. I had to go back to make you ask the question again because you can't just figure it out then say it like the answer right. needs to come after the. It's question, got a. It's got to roll. It's got to roll. Presentation. A roll. It's all in That's the right. delivery.
3: Love it. Love it.
9: All right, you got thirty seconds on Jinder Mahal. Goal. Cool. <laughs> so the, the whole. Th- Thing about Jinder Mahal, and I thought this watching WrestleMania, and he he was put there for one reason, and that was to to put over you know Rob Gronkowski, and it's like shit, I got to put over Gronk, and all Jinder did was make himself look like a fucking star in the process, and obviously someone noticed because last week he, he's putting a good spot on Raw, this week he's on Raw with Finn Balor, and what does he do? Well, number one, he knocks him the fuck out, and yeah. number two, he comes out of the match looking strong. And I don't know if someone pulled him aside like Triple H in the back and was like, here's what you do. Because this is like reminiscent of Shawn Michaels, where Shawn Michaels will sell his ass off for you. But when it was his turn, he is getting his. And that's what I see in Jinder Mahal. And before WrestleMania, I never thought I would be on a podcast talking about Jinder Mahal in a positive way. But half of me hopes he gets moved because I feel like the guy has an opportunity to shine, if given the opportunity, and there's not a lot of opportunities to go around, but I think he's going to get it. I just have this gut instinct that he impressed enough people with his WrestleMania showing that that you know they're they're truly not going to hinder gender. He might get the shot, and I really hope he does. I feel like he's earned it. Uh, he changed his look. He's getting noticed, and I just think that it it could be he could be the surprise of 2017. Ring the bell, DPP. That is a world record.
3: That is the longest anybody's ever positively
9: talked about Jinder Hall on a
3: podcast. Hashtag don't hinder gender. And and we ain't arguing with you either. Greg, thank you for uh, taking a little time out of your day and talking to us. We very much appreciate it. We're going to have to have you on again for a full show because we love doing that with you. Um, Before you go, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can talk to you and what you got going on right now.
9: Before I do, I I just want to make sure... That uh, first of all, you know, thank you for having me on, uh, and, and congrats to you guys for for 100 episodes. As a podcaster who started in 2011, um, you know, and, and been on again and off again, and have done, you know, over 300 episodes and, and everything. A hundred episodes is quite the accomplishment, and I hope people listening understand and appreciate that what goes into what you do and and the amount that you put in and no, no one makes money off this There are very few people that make money off a of podcast if you do it for the love of the wrestling business for the passion that you have for it and, and to put something together that's yours that's your own and you can put your stamp on and i know what it takes and and so i congratulate you guys on sticking with it uh i know when you sit there and you're like how can i make my show better what can i do like i know all that and and so props to, to both of you and everybody thank who's you come on and just everything you put into to, to making it happen. Kudos to you both. Thanks for the kind word, Greg. Greg. We appreciate it. Of course, of course. For me, obviously they can head on over to ProSling.biz. We're constantly revamping and seeing what we can do better and, and how we can carve out our niche in this crazy world and, and try to carve out more time. Because time is just the biggest issue that, that we seem to have with getting things done on the website. But we're still going strong and, uh, and then looking to, to, uh, constantly looking to do some different things and get things going and make things better for everybody, from the podcast to the articles to the authors to the site to the readers and everyone. Uh, of course, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Greg DeMarco411. It's the same thing on Facebook. Go check out PHX Wrestling, which is my own little little, little square of, of the independent wrestling scene. Out here in Arizona, go to phxwrestling.com, at PHX Wrestling on Twitter and PHX wrestling az on facebook on may the 6th we present our show called madness which is our going to be our yearly celebration of the life and career of the macho man randy savage as long as someone doesn't like make us cease and desist and not do it anymore and and we're excited it, it's you know we've got a our color commentary does macho man randy savage cosplay so he's going to be doing some stuff Ooh, we've got yeah. a up, got and uh it's going to be a lot of fun at the nile theater on may 6th so check it out if you're in the area or if you just want to find some new independent wrestling online Go look for that at phxwrestling.com. And, uh, of course, thank you. Thanks, Greg. Hashtag save it for the podcast. (laughs) That's right. Save it for the podcast. Damn it.
3: (laughs) Greg, we'll talk to you soon, and thank you again, my friend. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Lucky enough to have on the show here Mr. Gabe Neitzel from 540 ESPN. Gabe, thanks for coming back on the show again. We truly appreciate it.
10: Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. I love I love coming on and talking about some wrestling. So, Always a pleasure.
3: before we get into uh, our, our topic of the show with you here, uh, give us your take. You're at Fastlane. We we failed to meet up beforehand. We had to we go. Did. We did. We didn't have our tickets, so we had to go meet our buddy in line. <laughs> oh. And and yes, we we got down there early. But uh, tell us your take on uh, how you felt about Fastlane, real quick
10: it was it was so much fun um i ended up going with a couple of people who absolutely love wrestling and i had the the pleasure of bringing some friends who didn't uh who aren't necessarily they watch every week i mean they're aware of it and maybe watched you know when they were younger and 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 that but everybody had a lot of fun and i tell you what man goldberg for for being a dude who can only do two moves there is just like when he's in the building he owns it like he's got a presence about him that was absolutely amazing and, and cool to actually see in person because I never got to see him in person when he was doing his thing in WWE and, and before that WCW so it was I think that was really cool because he's just got this presence and aura that to me professional wrestling's all about and he's got that and I mean two moves who cares man it was a lot of fun
3: DPP, you look like you're itching to say something
4: there. No, I just I wanted to just, you know, talk about Fastlane a little bit more and just, that, like, you talk about the presence. I mean, seeing those guys up, you know, in person is, it's, I mean, it's such a whole different experience. I mean, you know, we did the same thing. We had with, went with a couple of buddies. One of them is not that big of a wrestling fan, but is getting into it. And it's like, he's he walks up and goes, just, holy shit, like, we're that close and it's that, this is what it really looks like. And it's like, yeah, it's... It's pretty insane when you when you're actually there.
3: I think my favorite thing was uh, uh, Mike Man, who's on our show, uh, one of the other <laughs> frequent hosts from uh, from our <laughs> old days. Uh, his kid went with us. How olds Nolan, second grade, I think, or something like that. And to yep. see him react and know all the guys, those kids just light up, man. You know, and uh, that was one of my favorite parts. But how? What do you think of when they accidentally flashed Jericho's? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Titantron right before the, the match against Goldberg, right? I'm like, oh, well, now yeah. we know.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kind of a big giveaway as to what was going to happen there. But it's still, I mean, you kind of figured something like that might happen, um, you know, if you pay attention and watch enough. So that wasn't that big of a spoiler to me. Um, it was it was a good all-around show, I thought. I mean, I thought the crowd, I guess the, the one thing I was concerned about being at, at a couple of Milwaukee SmackDowns um, in the past, and being at the house show that they did when they announced this was coming, house show crowd wasn't that great. The SmackDown Live crowd, it's been up and down in terms of how many people have showed up and how hot the crowd has been. I thought the crowd did a really good job. I thought the crowd was real hot. It was a good crowd. And anytime you have a crowd like that, it to me, it increases the chances of having something come back. Because it's been four years since we've had a pay-per-view, and now that they have more pay-per-views with the brand split, you, you kind of hope that – Maybe you know more often than once every four years, you, you can get something like that here in Milwaukee.
4: I got. It. I want to settle something real quick though. What was? What is your take on the crowd's reaction of Roman Reigns in Milwaukee? Were they do pro you think Roman we,
3: Reigns? do we boo him or cheer him, or were we were no, we, we were we booed? We boot him.
4: Absolutely. Right? Okay. Thank you very yeah, much. I mean, I, I, yes, I, we did.
3: On the if you if you watch it back on the WWE Network, the crowd cheers Roman.
10: Really? Yeah. I, I guess I haven't gone back to look at it, but we definitely booted. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's they've they've done that before, when they've gone back and edited things. I mean, SmackDown Live was here when CM Punk was, you know, fresh, just freshly gone, and they edited out a lot of the CM Punk chants that were going <laughs> on, um, I, from from one of the SmackDowns that I remember.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right, from Fast Lane, let's fast forward to WrestleMania. Give me your biggest takeaway from WrestleMania besides the Undertaker Roman Reigns you know, a whole angle with Taker retiring because that was a big part of the main event. But give me another big takeaway that you had overall I was, from WrestleMania.
10: I was really disappointed with uh, Bray Wyatt and and um, Randy Orton. Like they, they had done such a great job of telling that story and maybe it was a combination of WrestleMania is way too long. And by the time that match came around, I stopped caring. <laughs> um, to, it just didn't it wasn't very good it wasn't a good match I, I've had really high expectations for it and it kind of failed you know they relied on doing the gimmick where you know Bray would do his pop up you know where he's kind of you know the back is arched and that whole thing and then they had the the, the maggots and the worms and all the different things that would be superimposed on the ring that was you know
4: I, dude, that seems so old didn't it I mean it seemed it, like it, it was just way like dude, this is, this is kid stuff like it's bad
10: yeah mm-hmm. it, and it's and i understand like i mean you're trying to you know, if you're in the wwe you're, you, you balance between having you know adult fans and kid fans but even for kid fans like that's not for kid fans either like they're 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 not believing anything like that you know it was just it seemed to considering how far and i'm, I'm a big fan of the bray Wyatt character i think they've done great things with him since you know he moved to smackdown and now he's going to be going back to raw but um the the one thing they've done a really good job with his character on smackdown and, and they didn't have to rely as much on on some of the gimmicky stuff they did some of the the great storytelling stuff going back to the you know in terms of him being in the room and whatnot but i really like the character and i feel this was a huge step backwards for him and i'm really curious to see what they now do now with him especially going forward i was looking forward to him potentially having a Title reign and having, you know, some legitimacy to the character, especially if he has a feud with somebody as established as Randy Orton, and he comes out victorious on top after Randy looked like got the best of him, but they're obviously not going that direction anymore. And that was that was really disappointing to me. Um, in terms of WrestleMania, um, I was disappointed with. And I get why, um, but I'm, I'm a big Dean Ambrose guy, so I was disappointed that that was on the pre-show, but I completely understand why, because compared to everything else that was on the main card, it just didn't have any buildup. And then the match ended up not being that great. You know, it was just, it, it wasn't that good of a match. They had a better match last week on SmackDown. that was what it should have been for WrestleMania to me, the, the street fight or no DQ or whatever they, you know, whatever stipulation they ended up throwing up on, on SmackDown the, the Tuesday after WrestleMania. I mean, there were a lot of, gr- there was a lot of good, To me in wrestlemania but it's just it's gotten to the point where you know anybody who's gonna be listening to this podcast and and you guys can disagree if you want this show is not necessarily for the diehard wrestling fan anymore and i don't have a problem with that because it's the biggest you know of of the year so they're trying to draw in the average fan the you know guys who don't even necessarily pay attention all the time and trying to make it extravagant but they've gone too far with it in terms of making it too long because even if you're trying to draw in now just your average fan, right? And they're going to pay the ten bucks to join the the network, and you know, or even on a free. Like nobody wants. Like I love wrestling, love. I, I watch a lot of it. Nobody wants seven hours of WrestleMania. I don't think. It's just it's way too long, and that's that's the one thing with WrestleMania. It just seems like it's a marathon, and they're just beating you over the head. And by the time that you know Undertaker, Roman Reigns rolls around, and this happened last year too with Reigns and, and Triple H, and I just. I cared this year because it was Taker's last match, or we think it's going to be Taker's last match. But once you get to the end, in, unless it's going to be something really, really good, I just don't care anymore. I'm just, I'm exhausted.
3: Yeah. Bring the bell for Gabe DGP.
0: <laughs> I think
10: that's the Hi.
3: first thing we talked about last week, and in, in reviewing Mania was, I mean, seven hour. It was, it was from uh, if you go from the Hall of Fame Friday through NXT to Mania to Raw to SmackDown to Two hundred five live to NXT in like five days. It was twenty hours.
10: That's just yeah. That's that's a lot of that's wrestling. A that's a wrestling. lot of wrestling. Well, they you know they they
3: broke
4: it up a little bit at at WrestleMania with uh, CeeLo Green and he took all my lunch money, Lewis. You know, coming out and singing their songs. So <laughs> you know that helped get a break. Did you see that guy? Yeah, he definitely took you know, everybody's we'd, lunch we'd, money. We'd, who? That's a big boy.
10: Yeah, I just. <laughs> Man, and I mean in the I mean again, there was a lot there was a lot of good stuff. But I mean Shane Shane and AJ delivered but I mean you you figured that it would be you know, that AJ would be able to make it a good match. But who I I just feel bad for Shane because if you're gonna you know, if you're gonna attempt a shooting Star Press, at least let the man land it. You know, (laughs) don't let him just end up face flat on the mat. Just at least let him hit it. Oh, that, that I mean that was cool. That was something that you didn't see coming in that match and it ended up being um, really good. You know, and then you have the the Cena nikki Bello thing again drawing in from the outside because Cena has done so much stuff, you know, outside of WWE now when you have, you know, the different angles there where you're tying so many things together, whether that's on Total Bellos, Total Divas, that makes a lot of sense the way they ended up telling that story. I wish it could have been a little bit longer um, in terms of match, but again, WrestleMania's long enough that didn't need to go any longer than it than it did. Um it was there were a lot of good things. The the way that they told the stories within the women's division. Um I thought both women's matches ended up being pretty solid. You know, ganging up on, on Nia Jax, making sure she gets out. A lot of things were well done. But again, once you get to a certain point, once a movie's once something is just so long, you just stop caring. And yeah. and that's unfortunate to to what that's what's happened to WrestleMania. Maybe they towed it back a little bit in the future, but we'll see.
3: As we speak right now, uh, Gabe has is, Gabe is currently got uh, one, one eye on the uh, – the,
10: the I do. Screen. I keep checking up to what? see who's, who's coming out on SmackDown.
3: One eye on the Skype screen there <laughs> and one eye on, on SmackDown. DPP and myself, we, we are, we're going to be watching SmackDown soon. So <laughs> last thing from you, Mr. Gabe Neitzel, talk to me about one particular thing you're looking for from the shakeup from last night on Monday Night Raw somebody who came over from Smackdown that you're really pleased to see going forward on Raw.
10: It's it's really more of an overarching thing to me because over the last year since they did the or less than a year since they did the brand split, I would say that Smackdown has done a better job of telling the stories. Granted to me they have the advantage of only having 2 hours so everything has to be a little bit more succinct. But they've just done a better overall job of telling stories. And now with different, you know, superstars going from, you know, one place to the other with, you know, I'm really curious to see if something like that happens, to see what, you know, now that they're flipping everything around and they're getting different superstars on different shows, I'm really curious to see how true that's going to be. You know, maybe it's just the fact that, you know, SmackDown had this perfect mix of a roster and they were able to tell these stories and and the talent that they put in those positions were able to help tell those stories. And, you know, maybe that will continue and that'll, you know, transcend Raw a little bit with some of the stories they're trying to tell over there. I'm really curious to see... Um, what happens on both brands now that you have get a little bit of mixture of both, um, you know, with, with some guys going from Raw to SmackDown and vice versa. That's the thing that interests me the most. Um, and the, the other thing, I think they've done a really good job of not make because Raw is, and it will always be, the flagship show of, of the WWE. But they've done a good job of making it feel like if you're going from SmackDown to Raw, it's not a promotion. And if you're going from, Smack, uh, from Raw to SmackDown, it's not a demotion. I think they've done a pretty good job of making the shows kind of feel equal, which to me, if, if you're doing this brand split, is really, really important. Because if you're, you know, if you're one of the top stars, if you're a top guy on Raw, and you end up getting sent down to SmackDown, it can feel like a slap in the face, and that can, you know, end up affecting morale. But I think the way that they've been able to do this um, should be good, hopefully, going forward.
3: Can't disagree with that, Gabe. Thanks for coming on the show again. We appreciate it. I know we've had you on multiple times. We're going to have to have you on again this summer yep. as we heat up, maybe with Money in the Bank or something, get you on for the full yeah. show. you got way too much wrestling knowledge for just uh, five ten minutes here, but we appreciate uh, you coming back on again. Can you let everybody know uh, when they can listen to you and what else you got going on? I know I heard you recently calling uh, some of the WIAA State Basketball Tournament, I believe. Yep.
10: Yeah, well, yeah, I did that for our Madison station, 100.5 ESPN in Madison. But now that that's all kind of died down, just have the show going on every day in uh, Madison, Milwaukee, from 3 to 6, 540 ESPN in Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN in Madison.
3: Awesome. Gabe, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it so much.
10: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Congrats on 100 shows.
3: Thanks, thanks Gabe. Gabe.
10: Thank you, sir. Bottle boom! Realest guys in a
2: room! How you doing? gentlemen, we're lucky enough to be joined right here on the DWI podcast
1: by one of our favorites, the godfather himself from Blue City Wrestling, Mr. Frankie the Thumper DeFalco. Mr. DeFalco, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it so very much. Oh, time, fellas, you know you guys are my favorites at the DWI podcast. I appreciate you guys having me each and every time. Now, we're lucky enough that you're going to come on here and... Uh Spread a little bit of a story time here for the folks at DWI Podcast and uh, entertain us uh, with some uh, stories of yesterday. Stories of yesterday. Back in the day when in the AWA, when we used to do TV in Las Vegas, it was so fun back in those days because Vern Gagne or the AWA office used to fly us every other week to Vegas. Now, Granted, it was a red eye out there. And a red-eye coming back, but it doesn't matter because it was Las Vegas. We had fun, we had some really, really good times. One story is, um, there was this kid out of Chicago called, um, what the hell was he? Brian Tolos, okay? And back then we used to either work one or two tapings. But the thing was, they did it before. The thing was is, he wasn't there and they had him booked on all four of these tapings mm. <laughs> yeah That's and, and any... we didn't notice this until he was supposed to come out for the first time <laughs> and so I think the first time he was supposed to come out against Nick Blackwinkle and, and then he was from Chicago, Illinois Brian Tolos and there's no Brian Tolos until <laughs> <laughs> so somebody else comes out and takes his spot. Here we go with the second taping. And introducing from Chicago, Illinois, Brian Tolos. And there's still no Brian Tolos. (laughs) Nobody knew what the heck was going on. So finally the fourth taping comes along and they introduce Brian Tolos. Here comes Greg Ganya out to the ring, pissed. Okay, we don't know what the hell is going on. Brian Tolos, if you are here in the convention center, we need you front and center right now in this ring. So what happened was one of the guys in the back went to the, uh, to the announcer's table and said that Brian Tolos never made the trip. So needless to say, Brian Tolos got his name announced four times he wasn't even there. Well, <laughs> like, talk about not taking accountability for the guys that you bring in. It was unreal.
4: That's amazing that they can go four times. I mean, after the first time, wouldn't you four figure that out? <laughs> and and not do it. But, ugh. Unreal. Boy, there, had to,
1: uh, there had to have been a guy in the back at that time just going, man, if they call that guy's name one more time, they didn't write my name down for this show. I'm just going out there. <laughs> Vern Gagnon was pissed. <laughs> He was red in the face. He was pissed, and then Tom Rocky Stone said, "I told you guys that he wasn't coming." But they never they never got it, you know, together back then. So then you got to wonder why that they're not around anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, those are some good times, good good times. But um, another story was Marty Giannetti's first time in the AWA.
2: Uh oh.
1: Back in the day they used to be at the old Milwaukee Auditorium and I had known Marty for oh, maybe a year before that, back in the old Kansas City um mid state space or the, Yeah, called the Midstate back then, well whatever it's called, but um so his first time in he goes, hey, Frank, it's been a while, can you take care of me? I'm like, Bro, what are you talking about here? He's like, whoa, okay. I'm like, well, let me go see what I can find out. And so I'm walking around the auditorium looking for a taker and I don't mean the undertaker. And uh, I finally find what he's looking for saying, Marty Jannetty would like to talk to you in the back behind the curtains. Really? Oh my God, okay. So I bring Marty a little present in the back. And I said, well, maybe Marty, sure you want to do this? So I said, it's an hour before the show, and the legs are not going to be that well, you know, for your recovery time. He goes, oh, Frankie, Frankie, don't worry about it. I'm
2: like, okay,
1: no worries. So needless to say, Marty's first time in, the thumper takes care of the rocker, and sure enough, Marty tries getting into the ring, and his legs give out on him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tries going for a drop kick I don't think he cleared a blade of grass That's how that <laughs> was.
2: But So the old saying goes Don't have sex before you gotta do Any type
1: of physical activity Like you gotta wrestle or something like that Because it ain't gonna work
2: Oh so, man uh, That
1: was a cruel That was a cruel trick you played on Janetti uh, there to get the victory Yeah <laughs> Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You're working but, heel back man, in the day. He asked for a favor. He could have waited until after the show, but here's <laughs> what it is with the rocker. You know, everybody knows his uh, his past. That's but cool. I also saw on Facebook on his Facebook page that he might be signing a a, a three a three movie contract to do porns. Oh boy! The first time oh, around, he 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 was offered 125,000. He said no. Now he's battling back and forth at $225,000 for for three movies. So he was on his Facebook thing, asking suggestions, and he's got like over 100 replies. But I don't know how you can pass up that kind of money, you know, for five minutes
2: each
1: (laughs) i I'm sure they're coming up with some pretty good titles for those movies too. Oh, big time. The rocker rocks, you know. Or uh, the rocket the rocker takes off. The cockrockers, oh, oh boy. <laughs> cock-rockers. yep, yep. Yeah, the cock-rockers. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put in there too that um, some of the girls that asked uh, to do the sex scenes with him apparently they're big fans of Marty Cinetti, the rocker. And now he's like, that's what's hesitating him to do this stuff now, because oh. they're all his fans, and he doesn't know if he wants to do that route.
4: Oh boy! Like he hasn't Sounds been like there I... before.
1: exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's made I a fool like of himself be before. Situation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well Yes. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say he can make he can make his own his own horse glue now, but some. <laughs> <thump
2: up.
1: laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, See, another story well, that, about Marty back in the day is that right? some girl tried uh tried uh taking him to court for uh like sex without his consent. But um unfortunately she swallowed the evidence and it oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, gentlemen, thank you very much for having me. And uh <laughs> congratulations on the one hundredth episode. Thanks, Frank. Oh, we appreciate, we appreciate you. it, Mr. DeFoco. Anytime, guys. Good luck and many, many more shows. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Absolutely.
4: Thanks
1: again, Godfather. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.
3: Thank you. What's the one where the chicks wail on each other?
10: Foxy Boxing? Yes! That's what I
3: wanted! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are <laughs> lucky enough to have three Brew City Wrestling stars, one of which is none other than Ring of Honor Superstar, the Beer City Bruiser, and oh, the, boy, the eye rolls going already right. over there. <laughs> I think and I think he's surprised that you called
4: him a star, Aesop Mitchell.
3: <laughs> and new, And newly crowned tank champs we hear. Um, we'll get we'll get into that in more detail. Aesop Mitchell and Tyler Sunday. Welcome, gentlemen.
4: What's going on, boys? Hello.
3: He says hi. Hi, hi guys. He's busy. He's, he's busy. like
9: Let me know when it's my turn. I got like, stuff
3: Like yeah, to I, do I don't right care now. right now. <laughs>
7: I've got to get over the fact that Aesop Mitchell's
3: actually got a belt. Oh hey, boy. My second time for a
4: belt. Thank you very much. This one's got gold on it, I hear.
0: Hear <laughs> uh, it's, yeah,
4: it's better than an extension cord. <laughs> All right, See, guys. No, that's
7: so... why he's the way he is. Someone should have hit him with an extension
3: cord. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> It was think... a
7: strap match
5: that night. Oh. Yeah, watch oh,
3: we... As long as it wasn't a
5: strap on match. All right. <laughs>
3: Ooh,
4: yeah. sign me up. That's Bruce City after dark.
0: <laughs> I would need that movie for that match as well. <laughs> I, call
3: that one, I call that one the percolator. All right.
2: <laughs> D-
3: Tell us the story. New tag champs, set the scene. Uh, let us know what happened.
0: Oh, okay. Well, on uh, Saturday, last week Saturday, me and Tyler Sunday made our triumphant debut as uh, Sweet Dreams, uh, the classy, yet ice cream filled tag team champions of main event pro wrestling. Thank you very much.
3: Excellent. Where was this event last Saturday? Uh,
0: It was held up in Belgium, Wisconsin, uh, at a place called Big's Place. Nice, big uh, volleyball court bar and uh it was it was a blast was awesome.
3: i think i think you've talked about that venue before on the show you guys have been up there before so who, who do we take the straps off of uh
10: well, they're it, vacant aren't they? yeah they were oh okay so
3: you just I walked would, in there and I took them, them and walked out well so whose ass
10: did you kick that
0: <laughs> oh well uh we beat their uh their heavyweight
10: champion Heavy west champ
0: right some yeah yeah Oh, there's a hand creeping. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, we beat Skylar Reed and uh Nell Dillinger. All right. All right. Total outcast
10: Do... move it.
3: So uh can we can you break down the finish here? The sweet dreams finish?
10: Um we hit him with our uh, chunky monkey in the corner. Oh boy. <laughs> and then um... And then, are you sure this
3: wasn't the strap on match?
10: (laughs) And then, um, Aesop got distracted. I got hit with a pretty sick move. Some random music played. They got distracted. I rolled them up because, you know, I always got to get the victory.
2: Eager
7: opportunists. Okay, the reason I'm laughing I know you guys like Beer City Bruiser stories. Oh, yeah. Lay it on us. Tyler Sunday and I did a show in Minnesota for a cult.
2: Oh
7: yeah, <laughs> and right when we got to the building, we knew this was not going to be. It was it was an okay company, but it wasn't like we knew we were out of place. And so Tyler goes, "What are we going to do?" I said, "We're going to tag with each other." He's like, "But you're you're a bad guy and I'm a good guy." said, "That's all right, don't worry about it." So we told the promoter that we'd like to tag, and we were in a triple threat gauntlet tag match type thing, and they said, "Well, you guys need a name." We ended up becoming Root Beer Sunday.
2: <laughs>
7: the way we played it off was that I was mad Tyler wouldn't drink beer, and he was mad I was allergic to ice cream, and it was great. So when I hear Chunky Monkey, I laugh because he's the one that came up with the tag name Root Beer Sunday. So match <laughs> of the year, by the way. It chunky was back monkey. to the year. That's right.
3: Bring the bell. DPC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can't go wrong with a little Chunky Monkey in the corner. That's Jesus. what I was. I know, chunky Mon-
0: chunky Monkey combo, baby. <laughs>
4: Chuggy Monkey root beer float, root what can I float. What the, oh right.
3: the fudge? So what? What else <laughs> is coming up for Sweet Dreams here?
0: And what? Dude, we're just uh, hoping to get uh, some bookings around everywhere, man. We're looking to spread the name of Sweet Dreams around, and hopefully spread the Eurythmics as well.
3: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!
8: <laughs> oh, the song. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you come up with your
4: own
7: theme music?
0: Oh, dude, dude, we just ripped straight out of the 80s. There's nothing wrong with that. Come on, you should
7: come up to the Marilyn Manson group. No, dude, no, it, it makes no, it.
0: No, it's realize. not. No, no, your rhythm <laughs> is so good. Yeah, Mar- no, Marilyn Manson's great, but we're not. It's uh, Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> look at us. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. <laughs> come on. I, clearly, I'm an Annie Lennox fan. <laughs> and the other guy. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> other I don't know it's now. Annie Lennox and that
3: I'm speechless oh, right now, speechless. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's kick it over to Bruiser here for a minute. Bruiser, yeah. we got the big Milwaukee show, Ring of Honor, unauthorized coming up. Um, you guys ended up uh, having not having the six-man uh, tag match at the last uh, pay-per-view, correct?
7: Correct. What happened was uh, TKO Ryan ended up getting hurt in Vegas. He hit a moonsault, and his shin hit the guardrail. And it oh. shattered his shin, so we ended up getting some screws and some plates. Putting his leg. So, uh, Silas ended up teaming with the Kingdom on TV the next day, and they lost the straps to uh, the Briscoes and Bully Ray. So, we ended up working the Kingdom. It was Silas and I against Vinny and Matt Taven, the Kingdom, in just a tag match. And uh, Silas and I ended up winning that match. And then later on the night, Silas came out and uh, kicked the shit. Kicked the crap out of Bobby Fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, was, it was brutal. Like, it was fun to watch. <laughs> so, Milwaukee, the fun thing about it is it's uh, called unauthorized because it's unsanctioned. So, all the matches are unsanctioned. There's no rules. Uh, it's pretty much, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, and the matches they've already announced are pretty crazy. So I saw they got, yeah, they the, got the, the six,
4: there is a six-man tag match, but uh, yep. the Briscoes and, and Bully Ray, are they defending the titles?
7: There, no, no titles will be on the line because it's unsanctioned. So, okay. therefore, none of the Ring of Honor matchmakers are allowed to... Put I mean I I don't know if they can let the guys put the titles on the line, but it's it's technically not allowed. Like the matchmakers have no say, so it's pretty much the the inmates are running the asylum. So
3: So what's so what's on the back what's on the forefront I should say
7: of the Bruiser's mind coming up here? Drink beer in (laughs) Milwaukee.
4: Here, here! (laughs) I think we'll be doing the same.
7: In the locker room, loves Turner Hall. It's one of the best venues we wrestle in. It's loud; the fans are crazy. Um, Silas is wrestling Jay Lethal. Uh, they haven't announced my match yet. Um, you got the Briscoes with Bully Ray against, I believe, the, the Kingdom. Oh no, it's uh, I'm sorry, War Machine and Dalton Castle. And oh, nice. Bully Ray gonna be there, so you know, tables will be involved probably. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You the
7: Addiction against the Young Bucks. You know, you have the Young Bucks there; it's always exciting. And then Christopher Daniels is the heavyweight champion, so much I
3: mean, deserved, catch. much yeah. deserved for him. I was really happy to see him uh, win the title. Oh yeah. So all right, what else was I going to ask you here? Boy, oh boy, I'm, I'm getting caught up in in the uh, in the Ring of Honor here. Um, well,
7: Friday, Friday, we got the Bruce City Show at Knights of Columbus. That's that's, that's, that's what's the forefront. of. Right.
4: Uh, you got you got a big match. There. You got a big match coming up Friday as well taking on yeah, Brandon you can take Blaze. Crap
7: on Brandon Blaze for the Heritage title. That's and, right. Uh, the Heathens get to show why we run Brew City and nobody else does. That's
3: right. Yeah, what do we got? I think we got uh, four titles on the line. Even uh, AIWF Women's Champion is coming in. Sierra's defending her title. Yep. Obviously, you're you're defending that Heritage title you won in the 30 minute Iron Man match. And and how does that work? You take the title off a of disc, and he gets a world title shot, huh?
7: This <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. Like he's kind of flipped a, a different switch with this whole Sierra being jealous thing and him and Frankie, you know what I mean? So I don't know if this is Frankie telling everybody in Bruce City, Hey, like trying to calm him down. Maybe. I don't know. Cause that last show with him and Frank and Sierra, after we came out there and beat her up with the, the leather strap, he came out and basically cut a promo on Frank calling him out. You know, it just sounded like jealousy. And if you watched his Twitter page lately, he's basically stalking Frank and Sarah, uh, Sierra, you know. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, you know. It, you have to show up Friday to find out where this is going to be in his head. I mean, he's been known to be a little crazy. You know, he was part of Insane Evil forever.
4: <laughs> sure. Tis <laughs> you know,
7: oh. um, and I have gone to battle. You guys have witnessed it. Um, it's been the longest feud in Brew City, you yeah. know, so – We'll see what happens there.
4: That's what I was gonna mention. Is you know, you know, Disc quite well, and, and we've seen him in the ring and how crazy he can be. And we saw him in the Fans Bring the Weapons match a couple months ago. He's he's a kind of a crazy guy, a little loose cannon.
7: Yeah, and something's going on with Sierra that just got under his craw. You know, he's he's upset. You know, and he's I don't know what's going on with the three of them. Like, I'm focused on the Heathens right now and us just kind of doing our thing. But we kind of took notice with the you know, dysfunction doing his thing. Like it was kind of disturbing.
4: <laughs> well, you we'll got your other, Friday. your other heathen members are in some other matches too. You got hardcore impact wrestling, Sean priest and Onyx Andretti as well. Yeah. Um, that Onyx Andretti
7: BCW thumpers, then graduate, um, just doesn't know where to stick, you know, keep his nose out of business. And like Sean priest, we gave him the opportunity of all opportunities. You know, he was the first one, uh, I trained, um, he was a student of the Thumpers Den before we had the Thumpers Den. We offered a handout to join the Heathens, thinking, hey, he's probably the perfect candidate. You know, he's been hated in Bruce City for years. And he ended up uh, sticking it to us, you know. So now he wants to step in the ring. Hardcore Impact's going to show him what it's all about. And that little punk Onyx wants to keep sticking his nose in all this business. We'll just punch him in the mouth, too.
2: Screw <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right? What's
7: up with these so, guys?
3: Yeah. So, you. Yeah. So the folks...
7: The folks listening can't see it, but
3: uh, we actually got uh, the Bruiser, Aesop, and Tyler. They're at the Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy. Bruiser, tell us what kind of hell you put Aesop and Tyler through.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tyler Sunday is a different story. Tyler Sunday actually started at a different school down in Illinois. And uh, I met Tyler Sunday when he first started. I was one of his first few matches. And... uh, he just had that factor where you, could, you had to pay attention to him. So I kind of took him under my wing. And when we opened up the school, he asked, hey, can I come help out with your students? And can I continue to learn under you guys? And we're like, by any means, yes. So Tyler's been coming up here. So he doesn't really get put through hell. He chooses to go through the hell because he wants to be better in the <laughs> ring. But uh, we, we give him an out every once in a while. Um, but Aesop, he's been here pretty much since day one. And uh, we've run him through many numerous drills, um, bumping drills, hitting the ropes drills. We, we push them as hard as they can. We push them so hard that they pretty much hate us. But the reason we do that is because we know they'll never even push that hard in a match. Um, I say this about all our students. You can put them in a ring with anybody and they'll keep up with you. Um, they don't let their nerves get to them. They're all properly trained. They know how to, you know, do the right thing. They know how to protect the business. They, they know that this is a business. You know, they know how to take care of each other. They know how to take care of their bodies. Um, you can try and run them all you want in a match, and they'll keep up with you. You know, I know, because I've run them to the point where they don't want to run anymore, and I make them run some more.
3: <laughs> we've heard. We've heard.
7: Yeah. We've heard. We've seen Sorry, they, they, <laughs> they can take an ass kick, and let me tell you that. They've taken some ass kickings.
3: I got a question for all three of you. Are you ready? Oh boy. We talked to Frank at seven thirty and he was at home on his couch watching the
7: Brewer game, and you guys were at there training. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's week of a show, so we understand because he's got to do all the promoting things. You know what? We understand that he's a promoter, and that's why he relies on me so much as being the head trainer here. So it doesn't change if Frank's here or not. Like all oh, they all work hard, they continue to work hard and get better. And we understand why Frank's gone. He's out there hanging up posters, talking to sponsors. Making sure the building's all set, you know, he's doing all the stuff that it, that promoters are supposed to do. You know, uh, that's no. why Frank's that's why Frank's one of the best promoters in the, you know, he's probably the best promoter in the Midwest and one of the best promoters I've ever worked for.
3: Now you're making me feel bad
4: for needling him a little bit. <laughs>
7: right.
4: Here, I'll, here, I'll, here, I'll help you out. I agree with that because yep. if you
0: didn't see on Facebook, Frank got a new sponsor today, yep. Club Paragon. Mm-hmm. Which is an awesome establishment. So, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding, for sure, when it comes to Frank.
10: Is
4: the proof in the ice cream?
10: exactly. And also, I think of, he's worked hard in this business forever. So, I mean, if he wants one night to sit and watch a game, I mean, it's our turn to work hard at it. You know what I mean?
3: Wow, look at that, Frank. I was totally joking, (laughs) and all your boys just ripped me a new one. That was great. Well, and
7: plus when Frank's in here, you know, and and he sees how hard the kids are working and stuff. What's really nice is when Frank comes in, he offers that old school perspective that sometimes I don't even see. Because I'm so caught up in the everyday things. And and when he's here, he's here 95% of the time. The only time he really misses his week of the show is because he's doing the promoting thing. But when he's here, the knowledge he passes on to these kids. And even myself, I learn from Frank all the time. You know, that's why... he's not only uh, the owner of the school, the owner of Bruce City, but he's also a mentor to me and one of my best friends, you know, because he, the knowledge that guy has from how to put a match together to how to fill a building full of people, you know what I mean, and how to book a show top to bottom so that the matches, you know, you guys go to Bruce City shows, they're exciting from first match to the last. You know, there's never a point where we, as Frank says, don't let the fans breathe, you know, let's go balls all the whole show. So yeah,
3: don't let don't let the air out, right?
7: Yeah, exactly. And then when Frank shows up at the school, you know He, he kind of lets me take the lead with the training and stuff But he'll step in and lately since he's been feeling better. He's been getting the rank, too. So fast. crazy
3: We're gonna see more than a bionic elbow, huh?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs>
3: I think that was the last move we seen someone got in that his makes... way. And
8: he gave him the old elbow.
3: Yeah.
7: That was JP, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, me. was it you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was you. Could have
3: been, cause I was,
4: I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, out this was the first time we've talked to Frank in a while that he hasn't called you a son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, true. He, he did Honestly, it's because it's the week of the show, so he's busy.
0: right
4: now. He <laughs> Yeah, to, uh... he, he forgot. There don't you don't go. Worry. He wasn't now thinking about you. it. Now I believe
7: you. <laughs> You guys wonder what, what the students go through hell. Well, this is basically uh, Frankie making fun of Aesop the whole time. Yeah. But so. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been there a that's, couple that's actually, times. That's actually <laughs> true. That's not a lie.
3: All right, Tyler, Aesop, you guys, yeah. let everybody know where they can find you and book you and yell at you or watch you wrestle.
0: Well, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just look up uh, at, on Twitter. It's the underscore fabled underscore one. Uh, Aesop Mitchell on Facebook and A E S O P. That's for the learned. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's not a soup. It's definitely or ASAP As my last my last time, I was yeah. called A S E P. So
10: also, all my stuff is Tyler Sunday. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All Tyler Sunday. I keep it easy.
4: Are you, gonna, are you you going to grow that beard to match Aesop? Or what's going to happen well, there? better his, so. Yeah. Well, already there. Cleaner. He's
0: just, uh, he just wants to keep looking like a child predator. That's, that's
3: about it. <laughs> he doesn't need the maintenance, apparently. He's looking
7: like one of the D one Aesop.
3: Hey! hey. Oh, Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Dynamite people I can beat up, <laughs> <laughs> And, of course... Mr. Winchester, let everybody know where they can get a hold of you, and obviously they can see you uh, on Ring of Honor television as well.
7: Yep, Ring of Honor TV. It's on uh, My24 and uh, Channel 18. Um, you can see me at Bruce City Wrestling. The website's dot onecom um, Come check out the Thumpers Down Wrestling Academy. We're always looking for managers, wrestlers, referees. If you want to just try it, come check it out. Whole whole new crop of people just signed yeah, up, too. Yeah, we got a whole there. new class oh, starting, so... I heard
5: no one's more
3: excited for newcomers to come in, in than Aesop so that maybe someone else will get picked on throughout class.
7: Yeah, it won't happen. Won't ever no. happen. Okay. <laughs> I've never said that. Don't you dare put words on
0: mouth. you
3: got to lock your spot down somewhere, right?
0: <laughs>
7: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you can go to uh, ROHwrestling.com to get all the wrestling ROH, Ring of Honor uh, news. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, my fan page is Beer City Bruiser. Uh, my personal page is Matt Winchester, but I probably won't add you if I don't know you. <laughs> On Twitter, I'm at BCBWinchester. Uh, go to my Pro Wrestling Tees store. It's slash Beer City Bruiser. I have four shirts up there right now. One of them, if you're from the Milwaukee area, is made in Milwaukee Beer City Bruiser. Plus, my cool new keg shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. Everyone wants to know about the keg. So that's right. The shirt of it. Where's the keg at? Yeah. everyone wants, keg wants keg the to the the bring show?
2: the keg to the show.
3: <laughs> I
4: was going to
2: say, I, I can't bet. get that
7: there through
4: security, security very keg. well. You got to pay. Us,
3: it sounds like a job for uh, somebody.
4: I was going to say, do you got to buy a seat <laughs> for that on the plane? Or can you hold that like a baby on your, you know, just, Tap it, it maybe. It, the
7: plane's not the part that I'm worried about. Security. Yeah. You try to go through security with a keg? I think they make you
4: finish it before you get it through security, so you got to sit there and just kind of. Well, that's,
2: that's not a
7: problem. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. Well.
2: Check out my new Beer City Brew.
7: I'll have it on uh, Friday at the show for Beer City, for uh, Brew City fans. You guys can check out my new Beer City Brew that Ring of Honor has got for me. Awesome. So.
3: Awesome. I yes, traveled with that, and I.
7: I drink that when I don't have the keg. It's a little easier. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, guys, we want to thank all of you for coming on the show as frequently as you do and for taking the time and being so nice to us. And uh, best of luck to all of you.
0: Wait. Thank the dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dweeb.
3: Thanks, <laughs> Tweeb. First time on the show. First time on the show. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. be awkward. <laughs> Does he want to Is he allowed to come on and say anything?
7: Uh, all he talks about is how excited he is to be wrestling and Frank's letting him do stuff. I mean, in, where, where are we uh, that high school uh, Westdale Central? All he did was sell merch, and he was the happiest dude you've ever seen in the world. Like, this kid just wants to be part of wrestling. My God. But he'll be there Friday, he says. He says he, he's going to talk to Frank and see if he can get on the show, so we'll see what happens.
4: So you guys got your own James Ellsworth? Is that what the <laughs>
7: – No, no, he's not as ugly. <laughs> he's kind of got a chin. He's got a chin. He's got a chin. There you go.
0: Say hi to your one fan. Hi! That's all he's
3: allowed to say. He got it on the show. He's in. He's on
4: on the show.
0: (laughs) You better better put like a whole bunch of ellipses after like, oh, Beer City Bruiser, Aesop Mitchell, Tyler Sunday. (laughs) Smaller font too. I'll put it
4: in a smaller font. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Comic Sans, put
7: it in Comic Sans. Everybody
4: loves Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> I know on
7: future shows, I'm sure that we will be happy to come on with you guys. I mean, he is a graduate of the Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy, also. So. and he's we'll literally doing line... anything to get on the shows. <laughs> we'll and... have
3: to line that up. We'll have oh. to. Uh-oh.
7: We'll
3: have to line that up in <laughs> we'll t- the very near future. We'll
4: talk on Friday. We'll figure something so out. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what we can uh, we can do to have him on the show. If, yep. he'll,
0: do, if he'll do anything. It's
7: He's going to talk your ear off about wanting to be wrestling. That's all he talks about.
0: And, and <laughs> suspenders, too. He talks a lot about suspenders. Yeah,
7: have you seen his fashion sense? It's probably the worst thing in
3: the world. <laughs> oh, boy. I oh, wear
7: suspenders in the ring. Oh, boy. He a hat with a fan on it.
3: Was
4: he a, who is boy, he? he Tradicion
8: Almas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There he's a, suspenders?
7: <laughs>
4: yeah. Or Savio Vega. For, a for a <laughs> Look at that.
3: We're oh. making three all blush. Wow. Dweeb's going to get over big at the next right? go, though. after all this publicity. It's, it's going to be huge. What? Dweeb's
7: been getting over constantly every show we go on. And, and like I said, he's doing everything. I, I talked to Frank about it. I says, what is Dweeb doing? Like, he's one of our students. Why doesn't he just tell us at the show or at the school he wants to be on the shows? And Frank was I like this approach. Because he literally comes out during Frank's promos. Interrupts Frank's promos and annoys Frank to the point that Frank puts him on the show. <laughs> and like I said, in West L. Central, he he came out. And Frank's like, just go sell merchandise, and he was the happiest weeb in the world. He was selling selfies, he was selling pictures, his pictures and everybody else's pictures, and he was just happy to be there. Like, and practically dude. giving him money away to Sierra. Oh man. yeah, yeah. Like him and Sierra, yeah, he's a big Sierra fan. Nice.
3: Puppy dog, following around. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so. Come see the dweeb fr- uh, Friday, too. He says he'll be there. He says he's going to annoy Frank again. He might even be taking tickets. You never know.
4: Oh, my god. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you remember these <laughs> two faces. We get in for free. <laughs>
3: you're not going to see grapple girl break. and see dweeb. And yeah. Yep. Oh, a cool yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dweeb, will be there at about 7. If we walk in and there's two beers waiting for us, you're on the next DWI podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't solo interview. Right.
4: There you go. No, he the doesn't beers have are to. for us. That's two beers for yeah, us. No, yeah, I know that. Make it four beers, actually. Well two for each. He juice.
7: drinks absence, whatever that is. Oh. V eight juice. What are you talking about? <laughs> <I> said,
4: <laughs> you say he drinks abstinence? What
7: Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. You've
2: seen the way he dresses.
7: That's a big thing. Doesn't even need uh. a
3: carry ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys. Oh, that was boy. quite the hab workout right there. Uh No, but in all seriousness, thank you guys all again for coming on the show so many times. Best of luck to you guys. And um, that was great. We'll see you Friday. All
7: right, see you guys Friday. Bye. Thanks, gents. See you, dweeb. Shut up!
3: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by none other than the commissioner of Bruce City Wrestling, the mouth of the Midwest, JP. JP, welcome back to the show, and thank you for coming on again. Uh, thanks for having me guys,
5: I appreciate it a lot
3: well, uh, what is, uh, what, what's, the, what's the commissioner of Bruce City Wrestling been up to these days?
5: Uh, just getting done with Bruce City We had the show back in April We've got a couple of high school shows coming back up in May again We're back at the nights in May Summer's going to be packed Because I'm the commissioner, obviously i got a whole bunch of shows for us in the summer We have Summerfest, we have State Fair We have a bunch of other fair and festival shows as well as long as everybody goes to the website www.ferocitywrestlingtheno1.com, you can follow us and travel with us all over the place.
4: So I was told. I was told by our uh, by my wonderful co-host here that I'm the only one that's not a commissioner on this show right now. So well,
5: that's said, but then why are you even on the show then? This should be a
2: commissioner type of a show.
4: Somebody's 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 got to push the buttons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're the of it, okay.
4: That's right. So what has it been no, that, like? Now, okay. no, let's
2: not get
3: carried away, though. I'm a very much a fake commissioner here. And only the commissioner of this this podcast is leading this podcast. While JP is the commissioner of a very fine wrestling promotion. And I wanted In, to ask him. I get it mixed up here.
4: I did want to ask him, how has it been?
3: silence, you are not a commissioner. God That's right. damn it. <laughs>
4: so what's it been like? So, what's it been like being the commissioner? It's been a few months.
5: Uh, As long as Frank stays out of my hair, it's cakewalk. (laughs) There you go. Dealing with him is the reason I drink.
3: (laughs) That might be the same for him, too. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, let's uh, let's go back to a time when you were a very young commissioner. And apparently uh, there's a story with you and Kevin Sullivan that we'd like to hear about.
5: Uh, It's actually my very first... Memory of professional wrestling ever, like as far back, I like I stated before, I was practically born into the business. I was going to shows when I was an infant, I was going in the locker rooms when I was an infant. But my very first memory of professional wrestling came from the Mecca Arena, and it has to do with Kevin Sullivan. I was just a little kid, I was getting a drink from the water fountain actually, and um back then they didn't really tarp off anything between the boys the locker room and the fans. It was just a, a metal gate, one of those sliding gates like you see in the ghetto nowadays when they shut the doors and lock up for the night. <laughs> That's all there was separating the locker room from the fans and I was in the, the bathrooms, the water fountain happened to be right there by that sliding metal gate. And I was a little tiny little kid, maybe three or four Me, yeah, I'd have to say three or four years old. I was getting a drink from the water fountain and all of a sudden this guy with a giant snake on his shoulders rushes the gate and starts shaking the gate trying to get out at me. And I was like I said, it's like a three or four year old kid scared the bejesus out of me. I look up and it's this guy with black face paint, a giant snake and it happened to be Kevin Sullivan. It scared the crap out of me. The funniest part about the whole story was last year at the Cauliflower Alley Club, Kevin was there and I actually got to sit down, have a drink with him and tell him the story, and he just laughed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's my very first memory of professional wrestling.
3: <laughs> he just poured poured himself a drink and said, "Yeah, that's what I did back in the day. I scared kids, pretty right.
5: much. Still does <laughs> to this day." So,
3: oh, that's great. That's great. No, we always enjoy we always enjoy a good a uh, good story, and that that ranks right up there at the oh. top.
5: With well, I right have there. a few clean ones. You got the one for you got the one of Nick Bockwinkel out of me last time. And
3: that's right. Time,
5: Sullivan. i'm running out of clean stories to tell you guys well we well, are
3: trust me we we got a we got a we got a stockpile of dirty stories we've been told by a few uh, different uh members of, of the bruce city wrestling community so <laughs> we we're a fun, don't
5: we're a fun bunch <laughs> <laughs> we
3: we try to use our better discretion so we can maintain a good relationship and continue to have you gentlemen on the show
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we could be explicit but we try to keep it a little clean
3: yeah exactly <laughs> So let's talk about Bruce City Wrestling. Uh, you talked about this summer going back to Summerfest again, I hear, and then State Fair again, obviously. But then we got some other high school stuff going on, too?
5: We got some other high school stuff going on. We've got some fair and festival shows all over the state of Wisconsin. Bruce City, the summertime is the best time for us because we're always busy. We go to all the fairs and festivals, the Lions Club Fest. We do, we've done Port Washington Fish Day in the past. And like I stated before, this will be our seventh year coming up, or excuse me, our sixth year coming up at uh, state Fair. This will be our second year coming up at Summerfest. We actually have two dates, I believe. We have two dates at Summerfest this year. Uh, and like I said, we do all the fairs and festivals throughout the state too. We go to a lot of the county fairs and everything like that. And it's just a real busy time for Bruce City Wrestling. It's always the best time of the year for us, definitely.
4: Well, we certainly remember last year and being at State Fair and seeing some of the amazing uh, special superstars that you had come in with, you know, Tatanka and uh, what the Rock and Roll Express and uh, Awesome Kong was there. I mean, do you guys have anything lined up yet? I know it's still a ways away.
5: Uh, we, we've we got some things lined up, but that's definitely top-secret information that we can't expose just yet because it is so far away. Only the but commissioner. Every single year that we do State Fair, we have fantastic guests that come with us. I mean, in the past, this year again, we had Nikolai Volkov. We had the newly inducted Hall of Fame members in the Rock and Roll Express. We've had Marty Jannetty. We've had Greg Valentine. We've had the Honky Tonk Man. The list goes on and on in the past five years. It's coming up our sixth year. past five years, we've had countless numbers of people. Even guys on TV right now, like Rhino, has been to the state fair with us. We've had guys all over the place come and work at the state fair for our shows. and It's absolutely fantastic.
3: Now, I'm guessing, let's talk about two guys that are holding BCW belts right now.
5: War Machine, they're the current
3: BCW tag team champions,
5: are they not? They are. They took those belts back in January and rise to honor from my guys, Hardcore Impacts. Uh, and we will do everything we can in our power as the heathens to make sure that we recapture that gold.
3: All right, let's, let's uh, take a step away from Brew City Wrestling here. JP, I know you're a fan of wrestling in general. Is there any big storyline outside of Brew City right now, maybe Ring of Honor, maybe WWE, that you've been paying attention to, Japan? TNA anything like oh, that
5: absolutely every, every single thing the Beer City Bruiser is doing in Ring of Honor he's one of their top guys right now he's the, if, in my personal opinion he's the top big guy that Ring of Honor has the same thing with Silas Young he's fantastic at everything that he does every match that he's in is pure gold and it's the same thing for the Bruiser each and every week on TV when you see those two guys you know you're going to be entertained on television because they're the best two guys on TV, on Ring of Honor TV right now
3: you know, I just saw Silas Young get screwed over by the, the, the uninjured members of the kingdom. They're trying to pin the that uh, six-man tag championship belt loss on him. I, I don't think that was the case. How about you?
5: Oh, absolutely not. And that's the thing. Once Bruiser and once Silas find a really good six-man, the, the third member of the six-man tag, they're going to be a dominant force in Ring of Honor. And they're going to be the most dominant force Ring of Honor has ever seen.
2: I...
3: I think that would be an unbelievable, uh, you know, that could be a headline match. Bruiser and Silas Young with their mystery partner taking on, uh, you know, Demboys and, and Bubba Ray.
5: Oh, absolutely. And when Ring of Honor is back here in just a couple of weeks, you will see our hometown guys in the Beer City, Bruiser and Silas Young, do what they do best right here at Turner Hall in Milwaukee. That's right.
4: That's right. Ring of Honor unauthorized. Of- April 28th. Yeah, April 20- TPP's I got, got your down right there. Got it. I gotta. I gotta got <laughs> contribute somewhere here. I...
2: <laughs> so you're, again, doing the groundwork. Good for you. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I just. I just know that because it's,
4: it's. right the day before my birthday. So.
2: <laughs> oh, easy to remember
3: that. <laughs> well, JP, thanks for coming on the show again. Is there any last thoughts you got for all the wrestling fans out there?
5: Most definitely. Thanks for having me again. Like I said before, check out the website, www.brucitywrestlingthenumber1.com. The tour dates will be on there if they're not already on there for where we're going to be at all summer long. Again, Brew City is going to be jam-packed and busy all over the state of Wisconsin. And who knows, maybe we might show up in Illinois or Minnesota sometime soon as well. Other than that, hit me up on Facebook, M-O-T-M-J-P and you can find out where I'm going to be. I work all over the place all the time and update my Facebook regularly with all the shows that I'll be going to from there, too.
3: Like I said, thanks again for coming on the show, JP. And, of course, over this course of this summer, we're going to have you back on for a full episode, get some more stories out of you, and talk some more BCW and Ring of Honor Wrestling with you.
5: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, JP. You know what?
3: You just made the list. I can
11: make it happen. This is your this is not this your hundredth episode? Did, or, did they invite us or are you? I are you? just imposed on. They called me. You they called. A- oh, I hit the
4: I hit the wrong button and I and I can't say no now.
11: Shit! Uh, you can just you can just casually disconnect. Man. Oh,
4: the signal's just not
12: coming through. I don't know. They didn't invite us, Gator. Let's just call him and spin the wheel.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
12: guys want to have us on like, night. It's like that Halloween havoc. Spin the wheel, <laughs> make the deal. You want to have a on Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> fuck. You know, I'm in the middle of arguing with my wife, but yeah, that's fine. Just go and have the attitude of aggression yeah, on. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you
3: recording, Dan? Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're listening to the ruckus that is being caused right oh, now shoot. by our special guests here. We got Dave and Old Gator from the Attitude of Aggression podcast. Hi, guys. What is up, fellas?
11: Congratulations on 100 episodes, you know? Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm.
3: Listeners
2: typically.
11: Go ahead. Yeah, go
3: ahead. That's why I had so many guests on, so I could hear that many different people tell us congratulations.
12: (laughs) You know, (laughs) listeners aren't typically supposed to hear all that banter that just went down with the phone call. That's supposed to go on off the air and then it sounds like we're a professional group. It's
11: almost like breaking kayfabe a little
12: Just bit. Just a little bit. You
4: want us it's to be one. professional? Holy shit. <laughs> That's, <laughs> 100 unprofessional, That's 100 unprofessional man. episodes. Why quit now?
8: Let's bring, in the
3: only, let's bring in the only true professional involved in this powwow right here. Mr. Mike Klinkle from WrestlingExpress.net. How you doing, Mike?
8: I'm doing good. How about you guys?
3: Oh, you know. We're hanging in there. Living the been dream. Been a, Dude, don't,
8: a,
11: don't don't kid yourself, Tony. Mike is fucked. So just Mike so you know, is
3: royally fucked. Why? What's wrong? What, what's he's up for Mike? Just,
11: he's fucked. He's guys. been on our show twice. We've been on his show once. So you know he's got to be pretty twisted, like the rest of us.
3: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's probably true. Well, hey, Mike, you got that topic we talked about?
8: Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right.
3: That's what we're doing. Lay it on us. Guys, I enlisted Mike to come up with a special topic, a surprise topic. I hope I'm not over, uh, you know, selling it here. But I wanted to be surprised. I said, Mike, give me a topic we can all talk about for 10 minutes or so and see so, what happens. So for the so we're going to
11: talk, Na- talk about Naomi's ass? Is that what we're talking about?
3: <laughs> oh, God, please. I can go
11: two shows on that. <laughs> two shows.
3: <laughs> sweet, sweet.
8: <laughs> She, well, is a member, well.
11: she is a member of a certain team, isn't she, Gator? No, they know.
8: Okay. <laughs> well, well, if I know Gator could do it. a solo show on that. <laughs> <laughs>
11: That's right. A whole solo show just on Naomi's ass. Episode 200 of the Attitude of Regression. It's all about Naomi's today, ass.
12: Today we discuss Naomi and her ass. <laughs> Boys, I'm sorry. It sounds like they have like a nice little tight-knit thing going on, Dave, and you and I just like a meteor <laughs> crashing into
11: the Like an extinction-level extinction yes. event here on the 100th episode of the DWI podcast. It's just all over. Their so.
12: subscriptions, extinct. Their subscribers, extinct.
11: Downloads your. You're dead. You're done. They're finished.
12: <laughs> this is great. I love this.
4: Me? This is like a giant ball of garbage that just came. It's not a meteor, it's a giant <laughs> ball of garbage. <laughs> Boom! Right off track.
3: Go <laughs> fuck yourself. It's like one of those bowling
11: bo- bowling bombs where they where the jets release all this shit from thirty six thousand yeah. feet and freezes on the way down. They're not actually
12: recording, Dave. There's no oh. way they're actually recording. I hope That's I just hope not. That's oh, yeah. a courtesy. Oh, indeed. It's like a courtesy flush, right? Yeah, yeah. right. They yeah. know that us selfish assholes are not going to go back and listen to this ourselves. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll put we'll put it on our podcast last, so by like the first hour, you guys get tired and you'll turn it off. You won't even hear yourselves.
11: <laughs> That's all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is what, someone... what is
11: what is the topic of conversation tonight, guys? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Uh, uh
8: well, I was at the uh, Superstar Shakeup episode of Raw, nice. and the only thing that bothered me was when the fans started chanting CM Punk.
12: <laughs> oh God, how lame do you have to be, right? <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know? He's gone. Get, I, I go, think go
11: I've, I've ranted about this a few times in the last and few after weeks. the
12: beating he took in the octagon, I'm not sure you want him back. I mean, I'm still getting over. I'm still trying to take Brock Lesnar serious after his uh, freaking juicing scandal. So just, folks, get a life. Stop chanting CM Punk.
3: Well, there's nothing left for him to come back and do now either, because they've given That's new true. day they've given new day the ice cream bars. So I mean, <laughs> the last you know, check mark on the bucket list is, is, is not available for him. That's right. There's nothing left. Yes. I, I don't I
11: don't get what the uh, I mean. It, they just seem like anything that they can do to try and take a jab at Vince, they just do. Like where he took the stage at the uh, at the Raw after Mania, and they started chanting Roman sucks, Roman sucks, and Vince is like, Yeah. Like, I give a fuck what you guys think, yeah, you know? Yeah, I got a billion
12: in the bank, motherfucker. Yeah, what do you have?
11: Man, suck this. You think Roman sucks, and yet, I'm sorry, how much did you pay to sit here and tell yeah. me that? Suck my Roman. How does so that they suck? think chanting CM Punk, because CM Punk stands for the anti-establishment. I wouldn't put up with Vince Vincent Hunter shit, and I quit. And so people think, therefore, CM Punk is like their rallying cry to be anti-Vince, anti-Hunter. And it's like, you guys are the most delusional people in the world if you really think that chanting this makes any difference to those guys. But yeah. anyway, it's, that was a mild version of one of my rants. So, It's definitely time. If you it's guys saw time.
12: how me and Dave are dressed right now, I could see Jay, the business Jay, shirt there. So Dave's got a
11: collar on, right? Gator <laughs> does. He's got a full shirt and collar on, and I mean, did you just sport coat on, the Rolex.
4: All did right, you just yeah, represent I, him in yeah, the. I believe hey, all did. That. He just... Does he have
5: pants on? <laughs> I have pants, motherfucker. What
2: is oh, well, this? My dad, it's a,
3: that's the most <laughs> fucking surprising thing of the whole outfit. He's got goddamn pants on. He's <laughs> <So, laughs> the poo motherfucker, you. How do
2: you get with these
3: guys, Dave? How do
2: you get, get with them? Oh, you're coming at me in the pants right now!
11: They, they know from the uh, TriCast that, you know, you were barely wearing pants that day.
5: That so. was a
12: long night, Dave, and a one-time thing.
11: Every time we're on
12: Wrestling Express, both of us are fully clothed. And you're the one, Dave, out of the two of us <laughs> that has encouraged the other to take off an article of clothing. That's That true. one summer day when you were basically begging me to take my shirt off, we haven't recorded on air. So that's not a fabrication, Dave. That's true. So you don't sit over there looking like a little band leader.
3: When he <laughs> right. asked you, did he have like a, a squirt bottle? too yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, had he
12: had like he had like a like a pleading in his eyes like he was like he's, <laughs> I,
11: didn't, I didn't have my shirt on i didn't want to be the only weird one here you know i wanted to see that manly physique of gator and uh i was disappointed
2: so <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, have a, I have a very various very serious question for the attitude of aggression boys then uh, yes sir oh, oh gator what were you charged for that dave had to represent you in court today you all up. Son of
2: a bitch. What, what,
12: what, what are you doing here?
2: They, they know
11: you all too well, but actually, yeah, no, wow. I, I, I had nothing to do with it today.
12: No retort. This gator is sealed shut. So, so, uh, so
3: back, so so back to Naomi's ass.
2: <laughs>
11: so, Mike, how did you? Uh, how did you like? Now, how did that? What I want to know is how did that all come about, going back to the Nassau Coliseum? Because they were supposed to have done the final show there, and I saw people in the stands with the uh, Coliseum Comeback shirt. So how did that all come to pass, if you know?
8: Well, they uh, they closed off the Coliseum, uh, I think, two years ago. And I actually remember the last WWE show was uh, Memorial Day. I... Presumed 2015, and then the Coliseum closed after Billy Joel in August for renovations, uh, and it just reopened. Uh, I think two weeks ago. Yeah, I think two weeks ago.
11: So they so they renovated it and they reopened it, even though the Islanders are in Brooklyn. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
11: <laughs> I saw people with the "Bring Back the Islander signs. I'm like, I don't know who's more delusional, that guy or the people chanting for CM Punk. <laughs> The people chanting for CM Punk. <laughs> Probably.
4: <laughs> so I take it then, Mike, you weren't one of the guys chanting CM
8: Punk. No, I was one of the guys booing the people chanting for CM Punk. <laughs> Good man, Mike. Nice. Good man. I mean, what, TV, I... You got,
11: what do you guys think about that whole thing? I mean, is there, It was. It was fun for a while, but now it's just like. It was.
3: It's for a, a brief while. <laughs>
11: it's and a now it's so it's so disrespectful and stupid. It's like, what are you guys doing?
3: Right, the people that are chanting it are the people that want to make themselves a part of the show. You know, it's not the time for it. It's not, you know, I mean, unnecessary holy shit chants bother me just as much, right? No Um, one to say holy shit, you know? Oh, he took took the took It's an awesome moment, and it's not a holy shit. Yeah, he
5: took the the turnbuckle
3: padding off, chant holy shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
12: It's just, man, it's one of those deals where, you know, you just proposed to your girlfriend. Y'all put some money down on the trailer. You're taking her out for your first big night to the wrestling event. You've got to look like you're part of it. You've got to look like you're on the inside. So you chant CM Punk. And hopefully, she removes her dentures and gives you a little down low action yeah. later on. That's one of those skills. It's like it's like It's like Dave. It's like... It's like when you and I go to live events, Dave. Wait, let's just
11: just stop now before you go any further. No,
12: it's like when you and I go to live events and I mark out big time for Roman Reigns. I'm like the loudest person for him because the bitches love it.
11: That's true. Oh, he's one of us. Yeah, he's one of you all right. If you wanted to ever chant, the perfect time to chant CM Punk would have been when John Cena got down on one knee at WrestleMania. That would have been the perfect time for that whole place to break out and see him Punk chain. I would have been like, all right, I can get behind this one. That's Why didn't the delete mm-hmm. chant
12: catch on a little better
3: when he dropped on his knee? Yeah, I, know. I thought
11: that was going to just
12: <laughs>
3: permeate the audience. and They shut that down real quick. When John Cena got on one knee, the crowd should have started chanting, Ziggler seconds.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Sloppy oh. seconds. Oh,
3: <laughs> TVV, you look away and ring the bell. You can't do both. You can't I did look both. away. well oh, like I you're can. ashamed of me I as your partner in broadcasting here. And I think he's, he's more ashamed out. of us, honey, not you.
11: He's okay with oh, you.
3: Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Several times he's told me I can do this show without you, Dave and Gator. I have their Skype. He said That's that true. many times. That's true. You are replaceable, yeah. Kenny. Just let so you is, know. <laughs> Which yeah. is you guys as the cannon.
11: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. But I want to, it's episode one hundred. Where is the third member of your
3: crew? The elusive third member of your crew. Oh, Mike Man, he's never I don't think he's ever even been on with a guest before. He had never. Yeah. Oh, no, I
8: think we were I think it was on with me once. One time, well, the first time there I was on the show. Was thanks
3: for, thanks ah. for blowing my excuse there, Klinko. Appreciate <laughs> it.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, he's actually, I didn't even remember that. He is rarely on the show anymore. He, uh, he's he got two young kids, and uh, he's a CPA, so he does a lot of numbers crunching in his brain. <laughs> two young kids means two excuses. I
11: got two semi-teenage kids, and I'm an attorney, so he's got no excuse.
3: None. He's probably going to be on the show this show uh, we're gonna record after we go to the BCW show on Friday, so right. he's coming to that show. we're we'll drunk, we'll get him. We'll on the start show. texting him some
11: real inappropriate shit. We? <laughs> <laughs> we'll,
3: we'll we'll see if you're on Skype that night, and uh, you can harass him. Uh, there you go. You there know, you go. In person.
11: He's just this mythological. It's like the Loch Ness monster <laughs> of the DWI podcast or something.
3: <laughs> hey DVP, we gotta find somebody to play Mike Man again, right? Yeah. <laughs>
11: just put a hat. We'll just
4: put a hat on somebody. it will be fine.
11: We don't even know.
3: Get, get Beer City
11: Bruiser. I nominate
3: him. He would be good to fill yeah. in for you guys. We got him He's... already. We, we talked to him yesterday and a bunch of other guys, actually, right from uh, from the Thumpers Den. So that should be good. That should actually be something good on the show, besides, you know. <laughs> besides this? What are you trying to say here? Oh, say. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh.
2: For a change. For us, for a
3: change. That's
2: exactly <laughs> what he meant. I know what you know, he meant. Up,
12: it makes us look worse. I know.
2: We're
11: dressed so well, though. That's uh. the thing, you know? We are dressed fantastically right now. That's true. Put that camera on Old Gator real All fast. All right, for Christ's
2: sake. Dude, Put no, that camera on Old Gator. I got to
12: show you Old Gator so you can Put see Put that me. camera on Old Gator real fast. All right, <laughs> uh, here. A we go. here. The old Gator's looking fantastic, you guys. Wow, oh, guys, he's, he's got
4: the co- suit coat oh. on, on and the everything.
12: On, got the freaking coors going on. Come on. Oh. I look like, uh, who do I look like, Dave? <laughs> Wait, don't
3: stop. <laughs> 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 <Never
11: mind. laughs> <laughs> Dare. Why, why I was thinking of our local pimp, but you know.
4: <laughs> Dare I say you look <laughs> glorious?
11: You do look glorious. You Got that A little bit of stubble going on. Kind of got He does kind of look like Bobby Roode.
2: That's not bad. I'm waiting for the Ric
11: Flair promo.
12: Dude, this is basically Bobby Roode's <laughs> whole gimmick. He just puts on nice clothes and just, you know, man. I, he has. I have more moves in my arsenal than Bobby Roode. I think. I really do think I'm capable of more wrestling maneuvers than Bobby Roode, Dave.
11: At least in the bedroom.
12: If we, if you, if, if you got me to cycle on, if you use your lawyer connections to hook us up with the juice and get me to cycle on, Dave, you and I could take over this shit. Already. All we got to
11: do is drive four hours to Tijuana, and you're set.
12: That's boom. Let's do it. What are we doing? <laughs> and talking to Wrestling Express.
2: You need it fast, you need it now.
12: Wrestling Express. I was supposed to make. A, uh, a, I was supposed to make like a little jingle, and uh, was that like a year and a half ago? Mike? <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> every, like that. Every time we got... Like, I'm always worried that he's going to bring it up. So that was uh, that was me preemptively bringing it up. I'm sorry, it's just
3: uh, Dave You're a one-hit. Beat. You're a one-hit wonder, Gator. <laughs> Dave made it. some beats. Dave
11: made some beats for it, and they all just sucked.
2: Yeah, it's my fault.
12: Yeah, it's all it's,
2: it's all, it's all problem, on dude. me. I'm, I'm
11: sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. Cause you heard, <laughs> I got the pops for it,
3: Michael.
8: <laughs> yeah, I know that, Gator.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. Well, me and EPB but, say
11: what did you guys there think I of? Uh, I, I haven't sorry. heard. We haven't talked since it happened since the broadcast. <laughs> but your guys' thoughts on WrestleMania?
4: Uh, I thought it was very, very long. I fell asleep after the Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton match, because it was way too long. After the
11: giant sperm ride from
4: Randy Orton? Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I liked liked the whole Viper thing going down the ramp, but after that, the rest of the match was god-awful, because the whole... Kitty show of the of the maggots and whatever else the cockroaches and shit that they showed on the fucking ring mat was just terrible. I, you know, I don't know what they were, were thinking. Were you to
12: show Paige's video on the remat?
4: mat? Yeah, we were I, that would hour. have been, that would have been more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you need it
2: fast. <laughs> you need our wrestling <laughs> Rass- <Alert Express. laughs> I
8: thought you were gonna say Paige's ass. Paige's <laughs> ass. <laughs> no that's the show after naomi's yes oh yeah there you go <laughs> is
4: that the off?
2: boom
8: <laughs> uh what did you guys think
12: of uh what did you guys think of gronk's performance there his little cameo i
4: Ooh. uh i thought what was more impressive i been i was talking about this on the last podcast i think was that when uh jinder threw the cup of water all right people quit calling it beer it was fucking
3: water for god's sakes the vascular vishnu yeah,
4: sure. Don't Modern
11: hinder
2: gender. Body, Mahal. And he threw the cup. Yeah, in he threw ginger. the cup.
4: He threw the cup into into Gronk's body, and it landed square, straight up on the on the mat there on the padding. It landed square, straight up. I thought that like in a million years they'll never do that again. That was brilliant.
12: That
9: yeah, was the really. best.
4: That was the best part.
12: Yeah.
9: I didn't go back and watch
12: that. What did you guys think of the uh, uh, four way with uh, Charlotte, Bailey, Nia, oh, Jaxa? Uh, Always down for
2: a four way. <laughs> well, no, Gator no, thought no, about no, the four-way. No, no, no. We got a million
12: of them, folks. But did you guys? Were you guys? Were you best. guys <laughs> I've done tried that. Well, i have done trying to. Why
11: do I even try, Dave? Was, like you know, you take over. Railroaded. <laughs> I, me take over. How many? How many members of a certain team were in that match? Oh God, three. Yeah, three members of what three team? Three out of
12: four is not bad, team. thats
11: <laughs> so uh yeah dad ass bowl it was uh well i don't know we weren't that thrilled with that match i don't know what you guys thought of it it was fast it was really yeah. fast yeah, they seemed to rush it didn't they
4: yeah i don't know if they didn't have enough time or when they
11: tried to get rid of nia jacks and i'm sure charlotte was thinking after raw on monday night i wish they'd really gotten rid of her permanently but um yeah, yeah after that it just kind of it kind of they seemed to rush the finish and they didn't they didn't tell much of a story and it just was like what that's it Nice macho man elbow, Bailey. But really, that's all we're going to get out of this thing?
3: (sighs) All right, guys. We don't want to run too long here because we all talk to each other all the time, just little snippets here. But I want one last thing from everybody. Give me what you want most of all from this. uh, What do you want to shake out from the shake up here as things have changed over? Give me one thing. Start with Mike. (laughs)
11: He said, would you like a reach around, and if so, when?
3: <laughs> <laughs> my right arm is longer than my left arm, but I'm better with my left arm, so you pick.
11: He wants to know, out of this whole superstar shakeup, what's the one thing that we're looking to come out of this whole thing now that it's done, right, Tony? More or less? Right.
12: Got it. You, got you got it, Dave. It. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking for Miss and. Oh, you. Hey, this is not my
11: show to host. Yeah, you guys,
12: please.
2: Just go. You go. Well, no, he was going to call right somebody
8: beforehand. Take over, Gator. Take over. Yeah, but take I think
11: it was. Dator. It was an open conversation. conversation. Put your pants yeah. back on and not tell us. You being so self-conscious. Oh,
8: you did it best. You did it now. <laughs> 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 I
11: I hope <laughs> the main
12: deal is that Miz and Maurice come out strong here and that they really reach that upper echelon we know that these the, the, uh, this duo right here can do so much more and they've already done quite a bit even though uh, miss took that loss on raw that's just because he's a professional don't let that fool you I think there are big things in store uh, for that particular uh, for that particular team. Um, I also am looking for Revival to really kick it up a notch. You saw them beat New Day two weeks in a row. That goes to show me that New Day is not going to get the VOD villain treatment. These guys are being uh, booked seriously. They're a real talent. You and mean, the Revival's
11: be, not going to get the VOD. I Bill
12: mean, excuse me, the Revival's, and the creative takes these guys seriously. Um, other than that, just uh, hope Kurt Angle <laughs> impresses as his general manager position and um, that Seth Rollins continues to do his thing. I also hope that uh, I also hope that Kevin Owens becomes a big star on SmackDown. I think enough talent has left that brand to where he's kind of standing in wide open country. He can ride his own ticket. It's uh, just as a combination of him putting in the effort, which we know he can do, uh, and uh, booking not fucking it up. Booking fucking it up. There's a bigger probability there uh, than Kevin Owens doing his thing. So those are that's kind of a general
11: outline of where I hope this thing goes. Mike, you why don't you go next?
8: Okay. Um as far as as far as Raw goes, I agree with Gator that I would like to see what uh what they're uh getting from Kurt Angle and uh I'm you know looking forward to uh Alexa and Mickey being on a new brand too. And as far as SmackDown goes, once again I agree with Gator on Kevin Owens, but I also like the fact that Simon Gotch isn't there anymore because I loved Aiden English as the drama king down in when he was down in NXT.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with you on on uh, gotcha. I think English can break out on his own there a little bit
11: Well, um, let's see my thoughts are on raw I'm really curious to see what happens with Bray Wyatt after this house of horrors Whatever the hell that match is gonna be after that (laughs) thing's all done And then it's you know, he won't be the champion. That's for sure then, you know, see what see what they do with Bray Wyatt on raw will be a very interesting proposition uh, the revival in the Hardys—that's the match that I'm really looking forward to down the pike. That'll be something to really behold. Over on SmackDown, yeah, Kevin Owens and I mean AJ Styles and Randy Orton in a real full-fledged feud is going to be a lot of fun. And I, I think AJ eventually gets that title back. Um, you know, I, I think New Day being on the SmackDown Live roster—it's it, a start, but they still—they could have used a team other than the Shining Stars to come over there and bolster that division. Charlotte should run roughshod through the SmackDown Live women's division. I mean, really, who's going to stop her? Naomi's on borrowed time. Charlotte is going to just <laughs> kick the shit out of her eventually. Um, one thing I'm concerned about is uh, uh, Finn Balor, man. So Finn comes back. His first singles match, he's got a concussion. Now he's going to be gone for another four weeks. This guy can't seem to catch a break. And you start to wonder if he's uh, he's a little injury prone at this point.
3: Ken Griffey Jr. syndrome, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan yeah. syndrome, yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, let's go rewind to what you were saying earlier, though. Uh, what, what if Bray Wyatt were to win the title back, and then we had this storyline going on with a brand without a title, and you could have a whole scenario back and forth with that. That's a story that carries across both shows.
11: Well, I mean, right now Payback's going to be a hybrid sort of show anyway. You got. Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, whoever wins the United States Championship, goes to SmackDown. You know it's going to be Kevin Owens. They're not going to convolute it that much, or or maybe they will. Maybe they'll have Jericho win to put him on SmackDown as well, because he's kind of out there. Um, you know, the uh, Bray Wyatt and Ray, I can't imagine them putting the belt on Bray. I mean, because it seems like all they really did is what they switched the secondary titles from one brand to the other, and. I'd, I mean, I, I guess maybe you could possibly put the WWE Championship on Raw since Brock is only kind of sort of there. Unless, and it, maybe after they, it, maybe Bray wins, gets the title, and they trade Brock to SmackDown or something crazy like that. I, you know, I don't know about that. But I, I can't imagine Bray White winning that match. But, yeah, it just it gets interesting at that point. Where, what do they do with Bray White Does he realign with Braun Strowman and maybe help Braun beat Bray? Brock Lesnar, what did you guys think of the Braun Strowman beatdown of Roman Reigns? That may have been one of the better backstage ass whippings in the history of Raw.
3: Well, we talked to uh, Greg DeMarco, and he brought it up. And he (laughs) thought it was hilarious on the uh, ambulance tipping over part where you could see see Reigns. And then I I like the fact that when you get to a certain point, that ambulance is just supposed to go. It's not just supposed to fall slowly like
2: that.
11: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I also like when when Braun launches the uh, the gurney off of that loading ramp. I'm like, there is no way that Roman Reigns is attached to that fucking yeah. thing, man.
4: They had a rubber Roman in there.
11: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean some some crafty crafty camera work but it's like can you imagine if roman really was in that thing and it just, fuck, yeah. it's just he would have been just destroyed you could tell it I mean, when they okay. when they
4: the way the the way the gurney fell and landed and then when they came back on the next camera shot and the gurney was a different position i mean you knew you right. yeah he, obviously he wasn't in there but it was like yeah like yeah there's no goddamn way he was in that thing
11: it wasn't like remember when Sid Justice took that gurney and just oh. threw that
2: guy. In oh ring God!
11: That jobber, the ring post. Boosted. I mean, they didn't fake that. Yeah. He just sat there. The poor jobber just sat there and watched him coming and just slam. <laughs> uh, oh. It was it was nowhere near that good. That was that's one of the most epic things ever. But.
3: <laughs> oh. When I think of Sid, I think of the old chicken bone, Scott Steiner in the back watching it over and over again, snapping chicken bones when he breaks uh, his leg in the ring.
11: <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing, man. When I think of Sid, I just always think of, hey, can we do this again? We're live, buddy. He's like, oh, hey, what a great promo.
12: <laughs> when I think of Sid, I think of him going up against the uh, promos of Scott Steiner and uh, Nash, Kevin Nash at WCW, and Wait. Sid being a complete moron says... <clears throat> You're just mad because you're not half the man that I am. And I don't have half the brain
11: that you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: we love that one so much
11: it's in our intro.
4: <laughs> all
11: right, what was the other one? What you did, Jack Tunney, was bogus. The yes. most bogus thing you've ever done. Oh, man. <laughs> you can do a whole episode on the greatest <laughs> Sid Vicious promos of all time. <laughs>
4: How in the world could you make fun of the ruler of the world?
1: (laughs) Sid, so you say you're the ruler of the world? Come at me, Sid. I'm ready. Is this a shock, master?
2: (laughs) Come on, I'm ready.
11: He fell right on his ass. <laughs>
3: oh man! Now you got to find some low lying step to trip over as you go through a right. wall. That's exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah.
12: I think uh, speaking of that beatdown of Braun Strowman, which I agree was one of the finest I've seen, um, you know, right on par with the Shane McMahon AJ Styles uh, uh, backroom segment. I was again impressed by Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is three for three as far as uh, consecutive weeks of being classy when he could just be a complete dick. Listen to our WrestleMania review show. I said Roman Reigns was as classy as he could be in there. He just got the job done, made the pose, got out. Uh, Next week, this is my yard now, drops the mic, takes what the fans have to give him, and they gave him the worst. He leaves. Right here again, cutting the promo. Obviously, this could all just be tasteful booking. But once again, we know uh, that Roman Reigns can be a dick. We saw the way he treated Rusev. Uh, in Lana, back when he was, you know, back in the day when he was doing a uh, doing a program with them. But once again, he's cutting a promo on that match with Undertaker and just saying, "Look, I had to do what I had to do," being very humble. So I think uh, Roman Reigns is three for three. I think Strowman uh, after this week is two for two. Um, yeah, you could look at WrestleMania as a bit of a setback because you know, he just kind of shit the bed on that Battle Royal. Uh, uh, but you know, last week. Uh, he said, I'm swimming with the Sharks now, with Brock uh, Brock Lesnar. And then right here with Reigns, I thought he was no nonsense. This was well-performed, great camera work, good selling by Roman Reigns. And both these guys are doing really well, in my opinion. So lay off of the kid, Roman Reigns in, per- in particular.
11: I don't think they'll listen to you
12: that's my baby woman i, I don't, am trying to I don't get laid right outside of the staples center in the back of a honda civic dave
3: all right and the way to, to do that
11: they don't know dwe dwi people don't need to
3: know that okay you know <laughs> <D-W-E-I-E-I-O>. <laughs> dwe <laughs> dwe, <laughs> D-W-E- <laughs> best. You we gotta get that on a button right there, DPP. All right, we'll, it, we'll cut. We'll cut that up. Man, loving it. I'm gonna be doing that all day tomorrow. Fuck you, Peter. God. Damn it. <laughs>
2: W
12: I. You guys should get like some N W O fucking shirts. Is what you guys should do. Oh boy.
3: Oh
12: That's boy. what you need we've to do. The black and white D W I shirts. Boom. You it should the... change your name to D W O, the Drunken World Order Podcast.
1: <laughs>
12: <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up, dogs. <laughs> so sorry,
3: sorry you guys he lets
12: these little mutts up here and they just oh god they're out of control it's
3: fine R- random random pussy has me out on this uh, on this uh, right. podcast before right. so
0: it's not the first right with
3: the, nothing wrong with the bark here or there but uh guys i'm gonna let you guys go and uh continue on your way uh, mr Klinko is coming on the attitude of aggression podcast or vice versa what's going on here with you boys
11: yeah he's gonna he's gonna come on ours and uh probably take a little bit more abuse.
3: Yeah. Oh, Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, good luck, Mike. <laughs> no, but it's it, seriously, you guys, it's been awesome working with all of you with all three of you for a while now. Um, you guys, both of you guys are, are two of the first, uh, different shows we started working with. So we did really want to have you on and just say thanks. And, uh, if you ever need us, we're here for you. And, uh, Good luck moving forward to all three of you. We'll keep the good so times rolling. what you're roll saying is
11: that this is more of a nostalgia thing than actually anything competence-based, right?
3: Yeah, I wasn't looking for anything great tonight. I just wanted to have a fucking good time. So-, <laughs> so let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Gator, you could have fucked around 10 times as much as you did, and I wouldn't have given a shit. Uh, well,
11: <laughs> don't, get, don't, give, don't give them give the raids now. That. We're still recording. We're, we are the DWI podcast pity fuck on their 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's so not true.
3: That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> <laughs> the, three, six, nine, 11, <laughs> six,
2: seven, eight,
3: nine, ten, eleven. You guys are three of the eleven guests we had back on the show. So I thought you were watching your subscribers go down. <laughs> the side the, three, six, nine, eleven. Shit. <laughs> oh crap. It's been weeks since. I to be the double <laughs> digits. <TV. laughs> yeah, they got out
4: there and start promoting again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, hate, I hate handing out pieces of paper on the corner.
12: <laughs> oh, God, I've been there, brother. Yeah. We had our, we had our gay little cards at uh, in live events, and people just look at me like,
3: dude, how many drugs are you on right now? <laughs> That's the thing. you got to give them away with drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs>
11: Well, guys, on behalf of uh, Old Gator and I, <laughs> congratulations on 100 episodes. Oh. Look forward to the next 100. You guys are fantastic. No bullshitting aside, one of our favorite podcasts to work with right here, the DWI podcast.
3: Yeah, Ray appreciate it. it.
11: And my, well, Michael's coming on ours. We'll, we'll 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 butter him up later. You know, <laughs> this isn't about Michael. This is about Tony and DPP. D- D- you know. Okay. At yeah. least, and I, and I do want to say, at least you guys had the common decency to have us on your show. Not like Kenny, goddamn. Oh, man. yeah, that
12: son of a bitch,
11: Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks because Nakamura liked his tweet, he's all that. No,
12: exactly. It's not. And, oh, and I got DDP yoga. Yeah, motherfucker. Hey, just for the <laughs> yeah. record,
11: Oscar liked one of our tweets. So there you go. Oh, there man. you go. Guys so, saw there that. So. Likes <laughs> to to mine. Who?
8: Maro Ronello. Yeah, I saw I saw I
11: actually put something about that earlier today, Mike. Nicely done
8: on me or anything.
11: No, I did. I didn't. I just kind of told Marlin was telling you that. uh, Oh, cheer for the men and women. No one pays to see an announcer. I was like, no, they don't. But. You know, when the product gets diminished because one of the better announcers is gone, that's kind of sad. I love how DWI just
12: keeps trying to kick Oh,
11: yeah, off. sorry, DVD guys.
3: Doing... You guys can go as long as you want.
2: I'm live yeah. tomorrow. DWI's like, I stopped
4: oh, 24 months ago. I haven't even started recording yet. I don't know what you guys <laughs> oh, are doing. <laughs> this isn't going on the show.
11: <laughs> oh, that's, that's good you. think you guys. were going on our yeah. show? Come on. <laughs> this is a string
12: and soup can I'm used to. Michael is as much a publicity whore as we
11: are. He's just quieter about it. He is. He's like, well, this well, is great
5: shit. Don't let, the curtain fall. don't let the curtain fall. One more one more jingle, Gator. One more jingle.
3: <laughs> well, Mike, jump in there and uh, give us your last thoughts and uh, tell everybody where they can find you.
8: Well, you can find me at Wrestling Express with one S and, of course, WrestlingExpress.net.
3: Are you gonna tell us anything about this book today? <laughs>
8: uh, as of right now, it's still uh being edited. Uh, but it should be up either. It should be up and for sale either late May or maybe sometime in June.
3: All right. Awesome. All right. awesome. Still. You're wrestling still like, Express. You're you're still your finest in pro wrestling news. Here we go,
12: Dave. I want you to get me on background vocals.
2: You need it best. The man, have a express.
12: Go over there, check it out. That's with one S, folks. Our man Michael, he's a stud mother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Dave, a- I, I don't know how you're going to follow
2: that.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm not. <laughs> uh, there's no way to follow
11: that. That's It's, it's a pointless gesture, Tony. <laughs>
3: You, can, you I know you can download Attitude of Aggression on iTunes. That's where I get them. And then you oh, you want, them on, you, want, you want me you to find let, them let the people... on
2: Twitter at AttitudeAgg. Oh, okay. I'm
11: sorry. You guys want to hear the spiel. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, You can check us out. You can email us at AttitudeOfAggression at gmail.com. You can check us out on the web, www.AttitudeOfAggression.com. You can like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AttitudeOfAggression. You can follow us on Twitter at AttitudeAgg. That is at AttitudeAgg. And unlike Kenny... We do have an Instagram account, at Attitude of Aggression, <laughs> all one word.
4: But
5: I love it.
11: We do, lo- we do love Kenny, all bullshitting we aside. We, we do. do. Even if he doesn't we have do. an Instagram account.
4: <laughs> it's okay. We
11: won't hold that against him. No. He's probably the smartest one out of all of us, obviously.
3: Yeah. All right. That's it. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Gator, take us Bring out Good here. guys. Play us All right, off, y'all.
12: Thank you for listening to DWI. It was good to have the Wrestling Express here right now. Our man Michael. This is old Gator with the attitude of aggression. That over there is old Dave. We dress spiffy. Congratulations on that 100th episode, boys, and I wish you a hundred more and uh, many more after that. Y'all take it easy now.
2: Save for the best. <laughs>
11: <laughs>
3: Thanks, guys.
2: <laughs>
11: That was great stuff, man. That was awesome. You just you can't pay for that kind of coverage.
3: No, I. That's why I just no. I don't I love sitting back and just letting people go, man. That's, that's fun, you know.
11: We should have done a like a version of Grab Your Bone for these guys tonight. You guys,
3: you
12: guys are gonna put that song in your uh, episode, right? The Simply the Bass You have hope, to. That's all the whole going, thing in going in there. It's all going in there.
2: Uh,
3: okay, There's no like, editing.
12: After you did that little the
3: Simply the bass
12: You gotta throw that on.
4: <laughs> We've.
12: <laughs> We've had we play the podcast out. We've got too many. We've got.
2: I'm sorry. I I think it's
3: a good idea. You should stop apologizing. Right. Great. I (laughs) love it. it. I'm laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Oh
11: my. All right,
3: right, guys. We'll have fun. I don't know what you're gonna. Yeah, Mike. Mike,
11: I'll give you a call back in like five minutes. Okay.
8: Ah, good Sounds luck. good, Dave. Good luck following right, that. <laughs> oh, it's going to be
11: <laughs> fucked. So. Yeah,
8: thank you, no guys. Seriously.
4: Oh. Yeah. Hey, thanks, hey,
8: guys. guys. Congratulations, Congratulations guys, man. man. Yeah. Thanks We'll, we'll
4: talk to y'all soon. Absolutely. All right, man. Bye. Thanks, guys. 100 episodes officially in the books, PC Tunny. I. I don't know what else to say. You guys just listened to some amazing interviews and uh, <laughs> we're hoping for a hundred more. What else can we say?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's been a blast. Um, they're probably going to just come at you one a week
2: <laughs> for, yeah. a good,
3: for a good, for a good time here. We may <laughs> slow down a little bit. I doubt, I don't see us really missing any weeks, but I don't, I don't see the fast and furious pace we had uh, leading up to WrestleMania and the one show. So we'll still have guests on. We'll still have interviews. Uh, we do want to get Kenny Killa. We we, we, we tried to get him on. Uh, I was sick, so that's probably the main reason we didn't get him on. But he'll be on very soon. So look for look for maybe uh, the early 100 episodes. Uh, before 110, we'll get Kenny on for a full show.
4: Yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, you know, all these guys we've we've had on before, and you know, we love talking to them. We love having them on for regular episodes. This was just a you know a brief you know whatever ten twenty minutes that we talked to each guy just to get them on the show and and say thanks to to them for for coming on our show. You know back you know whatever episode it was. So you know we'd like to get all these guys back on for full episodes at some point very
3: soon. Now, some other things to come, Uh, some people we have not had on the uh, podcast yet. Brandon Blaze will definitely be interviewed on this show, and it will be released coming up here in the near future. That is uh, one of our top priorities, Uh, BCW uh, superstar, Brandon Blaze. So look for that coming up. Also, if you are also around Brucey e. Wrestling, Jesse, Nick, and Alex from Grapple Talk, they are also a podcast right here in Wisconsin. We would like to get them on the show coming up here as we roll into the summer. Another local Milwaukee guy, Justin, check him out at WWE NXT guy, great Twitter feed from him. In addition to Peter Romulitis at Alternative Podcast, we're going to get him on, uh, big sports and wrestling and pop culture guy. So look for that as we move into the summer right here on the DWI Podcast. DPP, I believe everybody knows that they can follow us on Twitter at PodcastDWI. They can check us out on Facebook. At
4: Facebook.com slash DWI podcast.
3: Where the hell can they download us, DPP? Uh, we
4: are still available on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at our home at Podomatic. And I heard we're on Instagram? We are for those Bruce City Wrestling live
3: events, and it's me, DPP. And for everything Bruce City Wrestling, folks, go to Bruce City Wrestling One. That's Bruce City Wrestling, the number one, Bruce City Wrestling One.com. DPP, only one thing left to do. You know what that is. It's Last Call. Last call. All right, folks, this week on Last Call, it's going to be me saying thank you to everybody on behalf of myself and DPP. Uh, uh, everyone that's helped us along the way so let's start out first and foremost with Frankie the Thumper DeFalco godfather of Bruce City Wrestling and everybody at Bruce City Wrestling who's been so great to us we've been able to add a dimension to our show that not a lot of people can something that's very unique the ability that we have to get a little bit of inside look into Bruce City Wrestling all the access we have with the superstars and to talk to them and all, all of them, all they've been so great to us. We've been able to go down to the Thumper's Den wrestling Academy. So first and foremost, me personally, and from everybody here at the DWI podcast, I've known Mr. DeFalco since I was a very young boy. So 30 years. So uh, just want to thank Frankie for uh, taking care of us and helping us out and giving us all the access he has and being such a great guy to us. So in addition to the Godfather, I also want to thank Aesop Mitchell, who me and DPP have known from his start, and he is an awesome guy as well, as are all the rest of these guys. Tyler Sunday, Max Holiday, Paulie Tomaselli, Roadhouse, Stacy Shadows, Sierra, JP, the Mouth of the Midwest, uh, His Holiness, the Priest, uh, Derek St. Holmes, Onyx Andretti, and of course, the Beer City Bruiser and everybody else I've left out that we've talked to from Bruce City Wrestling that's been so nice to us down there. We've also been privileged enough to have Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Radio Milwaukee on our show. We want to thank him. He's always a great guest. Look for him to be on the show coming up over the summer. Uh, what else do I got here? Donnie Wood, Ring Rust Radio. Look for him to come back on the show again. Uh, Greg DeMarco we talked about. Great guy, great insight. Go to ProWrestling.biz. Hardcore Danny Hudman. Christopher Platt and Big John from the Wrestling Happy Hour. Check them out at Danny WHH Podcast. Mike Klinko, Wrestling Express. Look for the book is coming out soon. I don't know what the fuck it's about, but look for it. It's coming (laughs) out. It's going to be great. Go to WrestlingExpress.net. Mike, I love you.
2: Simply the best.
3: That was for Gator. And speaking of Dave and old Gator. Big thanks to them. Always a blast talking to them and catching up with them. Um, continued success to them. You'll always hear us on the on the tricast with them, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into more shenanigans over the summer. So shout out to Attitude of Aggression, and of course the aforementioned Kenny Killa, who we probably the first podcast we really hooked up with DPP. Kenny helped us a lot along the way. I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from Dave, from Attitude of Aggression also. So those two guys have really helped me out a lot. Um, so check Kenny out at Sunday Segway. A lot of big guests on his show all the time. As far as people from our own show, shout out to the Mike Man, of course. Woo! Uh, Mike Man is indeed the third member of the Triumph and Trifecta of Triangular podcast and right here on the DWI podcast. So look for more Mike Man coming up very, very soon. Obviously, none other than uh, the General. Got to thank the General, uh, the most reoccurring guest on the show, Roman Reigns, Mark, nonetheless.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Satchel McFlippins, the extreme overlord of CompuGlobal HyperMegaNate. Uh, always fun to have him on. Dr. Love, PA, it's true. Um, who else? El Jefe. Uh <laughs> Who else has been on this show, DPP? Oh,
4: man. I don't know. Brother Joe. We had Brother Joe
3: on. Was Brother Joe on? He's, he was on once. He was on he for was the on fight. Once. OK, there you go. Um, yeah, and, and, and everybody else that's you know put up with our crap. Oh, the Dillonator. Lastly and most importantly, oh, boy. the Dillonator. For all the meals she's cooked for the podcast, <laughs> For all the time DPP spends editing, that, uh, that she, has she has to, to sit and watch put up him, with, watch him look at a computer and ignore her. <laughs> so, from the mic Man and myself, we we appreciate the Dilinator, and um, I'm sure I'll see her sooner than later. I can thank her cat-loving self in person.
4: So that's one. That's one DPP. we've left out. The What's cats. That? The cats that have made special appearances on the show. Oh, as well. Oh
3: my goodness, <laughs> Mojo, uh, Kiko, Leo.
4: Uh, Gizmo. <laughs> Gizmo.
3: Uh, Izzy and Hawk. Yeah, all of them. Can't forget that. They're all, yeah, they're all Jeez. So, DPP last thoughts here on episode 100 of the podcast that we call DWI.
4: Oh, God. You said it all, man. You know, we've come a long way. Um, I, I went back and listened to our first episode, and huh. it, was, it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, it was not saying it was bad. It was just... It sounded so, uh, like, set. Like, we had a plan, and we weren't deviating at all, and we had no – the The conversation was very set in stone. It was kind of funny. We really planned a lot out. And now we just – it's almost funny how we just wing it, but we know everything that we need to talk about, and it all comes out on the show. We have – We. it was just so crazy to listen to and, and, and hear how we started and where we are now. It is – light years different so you know and that's that's a that's a huge thanks to you and and to myself you know for the things we've done over these hundred episodes and how we've how we've evolved it's it's pretty amazing
3: well dpp i want to thank you as well i couldn't ask for a better partner in crime i couldn't ask for a guy to make our show sound any better uh, than you do so uh thank you and thank you once again to everybody, uh, especially Frankie DeFalco, um, the boys at attitude of aggression and Kenny killer at Sunday Segway. I just want to thank those three specifically, um, Aesop Mitchell in there too, and the beer city bruiser. So, uh, and not that I'm, I'm, not that I don't appreciate everybody else, but those, those last people I mentioned have really been awesome to us and helped us with a whole lot of everything. So DPP, you mentioned the very first podcast and, uh, if you have anything that you want to say, say it now, or hold your peace for the first 100 episodes. And it sounds like you're done. So, <laughs> I'm going to take us out with this. I believe, folks, that maybe DPP will put our first podcast uh, on the string of. Uh, I think we should iTunes, so you so you can do that. But I believe episode one started like this, and episode 100 is going to end like this. Hey, yo. This is the DWI Podcast, and we are drunk with intelligence. We are here to drink and give our opinions on all that is WWE. Let our voices be heard by the entire wrestling universe, from superstars to divas, heels to babyfaces, critics to marks, from the pyro and ballyhoo to the high spots and hot tags, all the way to the go-home segment. We will indeed intoxicate your wrestling minds. And you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as
7: DWI